0: The countdown has begun to Buffy's final hour. Only six weeks are left. UPN Tuesday on an all-new Buffy the Vampire Slayer.
1: Faith? I didn't realize that
0: was you. It's all right, B. Luckily, you still punch like you used to. If you want to throw a really killer apocalypse, you gotta have faith.
1: I figure if you can't beat him... Join him. Welcome to Magic for Beginners, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. We take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 18, Dirty Girls. We'll be talking about the plot. We'll be talking about the characters. And we'll be talking about what Drew Goddard and Nicholas Brendan think about those plot and characters. So spoilers about for this episode, every episode before and after, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. Curiosity, a Beat Me fan's first sin. I offer them a podcast... What can they do? But listen, it, that was a terrible Caleb. It's like I it never looked in Oh, was up. that
2: supposed to be Caleb? <laughs> I don't
1: know. <laughs> Welcome back. Hello. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Kelly, and I'm here to talk about Buffy with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello.
0: Yep. Guess I'm back on Beat Me Pod.
1: I, who that is such a thing, in TVs and movies. It's very, very schlock. What? No one does that in real life, right? No one gets out of the. Guess I'm back and whatever. Yeah. What? I've
2: never. You know?
0: I've never said it personally. I don't pull up into Portland and say, "Yep, back in Portland." Although I will <laughs> now this time.
2: Okay, but wouldn't you if you saw like the
0: or, like a reindeer or something? Yeah. Or a homeless person. No,
2: if you yeah. saw like that guy <laughs> with the bagpipe and the Darth oh, Vader yeah, hat. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, the unicycle guy. That's yeah, true. and okay, I guess murder forever. is
0: really the thing that brings her back.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah still, I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if I would do it. <laughs> I don't. Know. But now I, I, I'm second guessing myself. Hey, that's the podcast. I'm so glad we're back in the groove. Not that we took any time off. Uh, we're here to talk about Dirty Girls, which originally aired on April 15th of the year 2020, <clears throat> not 2023. 2003. <laughs> I wrote the wrong date. Because we're living 20 years in the future. Gosh dang it. Written by Drew Goddard, five of five for him. This is the last one. So that's it. Last was Lies My Parents Total told me. Thanks, Drew. The geek, turned writer. Always will be jealous of that forever. Directed by Michael Gershman, 10 of 10 for him. Also the last one. The last one of his was him. It's the last one for him. His last episode was him. Bye, Michael Gershman. Okay, it's your turn, Stacia. Say the plot, please. <laughs> <laughs> Seamless transition.
2: Oh, my God. I wrote too much. Um, Okay. Bringers chase down a helpless girl in the woods. She stumbles across an old road, and luckily, just at that exact moment, a priest in a vintage truck stops to help her. As they drive away, the priest asks if she's fallen in with devil worshipers. The girl, Shannon, we learn, says she just needs to get to Ravello Drive. What could that mean? (laughs) Uh, How do these watcherless potentials know where to go? Did the Scoobies take out an ad in the paper or something? (sighs) Anyways, Caleb the priest asks Shannon if the bringers are chasing her because she's a whore, he calls her a dirty girl, thus setting up the theme of the episode, and then brands her using an old cigarette lighter. Remember those? Yeah. He then stabs her, whispers a message in her ear, and dumps her out of the truck. Behind them, Willow screeches to a halt and jumps out of a car to help. Behind her, Face steps forward and says deadpan, yep, guess I'm back in Sunnydale. It's like a
1: totally normal thing to say, apparently.
2: <laughs> you know what? If you left a city known for its murder and mayhem and you came back and the first thing you saw was murder in mayhem, wouldn't you also be like, Yeah, get some home
1: <laughs> I mean it tracks. I get it.
2: Okay. That potential isn't the only one unconscious. Xander dreams that Nubile young potential is asking are <laughs> asking him to teach them the ways of love. We <laughs> zoom out to see the rest of the potentials having a pillow fight in their underwear in the next room. Rowena wakes him up to tell him the girls have clogged the toilet again. This is a really important scene that leads to nothing because now we're at the hospital. Willow and Faith watch the doctors perform surgery on the potential through a massive wall of windows, which is a totally normal feature that hospitals have. Willow feels guilty when Faith says that she was also targeted, and then Scooby's hadn't thought to include her until now. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Uh, she's not a real slayer.
1: <laughs> Faith
2: pieces out of the whole hospital scene. Even though there are like eighty five graveyards in Sunnydale, she picks the same one where Spike is hunting a vampire. A hilarious misunderstanding ensues that leads to Faith fighting Spike until Buffy decks her. They head back to the house where Faith makes introductions. Don doesn't seem to like Faith, even though Don's never met her before. <laughs> uh
1: yes, she has.
2: <laughs> no no. <laughs> no she hasn't <laughs> in some dank basement somewhere Caleb waxes poetic about wine and morals Buffy creeps forward out of the shadows and asks do, do you, you think, think I'm, I'm God? God she asks Caleb to look at her closely Caleb says he sees strength and then realizes he's looking at her the slayer the only one <laughs> <laughs> Poor Andrew does a fabulous job sneaking in exposition about Faith's backstory for those just tuning into the second half of the final season of a seven season show. In the backyard, Faith does punching and kicking motions alone. <laughs> so alone. So alone. <laughs> At school, Buffy checks in on Principal Wood after the ass kicking Spike handed him. Principal Wood fires her. Not because of the ass kicking, though. Probably. He entreats her to look at the big picture and reminds her that the mission is what matters.
1: <laughs> Remember that catchphrase from the last episode? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Once Faith is done kicking her demons, she heads to the basement for a little alone time only to find the other the only other sheep that's blacker than she is. They share cigarettes and war stories before Faith reminds Spike that she's met him before when she was Buffy. Awkward. (laughs) Buffy comes downstairs and poops the party. Dawn immediately interrupts to let them know that the stabbed potential is awake. She conveys Caleb Caleb's message when they're at the hospital. I have something of yours. Buffy convenes her war council and gives another rousing speech. She doesn't care what Caleb says he has, but she's ready to throw the Slayer babies into a fight and an evil priest seems like just the ticket. Charles tries to be the voice of reason and keep her from charging forward recklessly, but his words don't mean much anymore. Yeah. She brushes him off and tells him to stay home and help the girls who still need a teacher. Ouch. <laughs> While Buffy and Faith go to scope out the church, which actually it's a old vineyard, Wine
1: yeah, basement <laughs> thing. I think
2: there's a word for that. Anyways, Faith tries Cellar. to sympathize with Buffy, but she's never been that good at sharing being the slayer. Back at home, Xander's the one giving the potentials fighting tips, since he's the most qualified to do so. <laughs> Yep. Rona questions Buffy's plan, and Xander sticks up for her. While I get a lot of critiques of the, while I've got a lot of critiques of the guy, he does remember that she has died twice.
1: That gives him a plus for you for sure. It Does
2: It's a plus in my column. <laughs> Buffy walks in with Faith just in time to hear his speech, and she gets a little teary-eyed. Oh, someone does believe in her. <laughs> Buffy leads the girls back to the old vineyard, her and Faith scoped out earlier. She heads inside, holding no weapons, because that's what you do when you're expecting to fight a big bad. Bringers reach out from the dark corners and attack. Caleb interrupts the fight. Buffy says she heard that he has something of hers. Caleb gestures around him and says, I do now, which seems to throw her off her game. <laughs> if only she could have anticipated this based on all the other advice she received earlier. <sighs> Caleb slaps her and she goes flying. Spike jumps to her rescue and is thrown into wine barrels that explode. Caleb breaks Rona's arm. Xander's beating joins the fray. Uh. Caleb snaps the neck of an unnamed potential, I don't know who that was, and then stabs the English one.
1: <laughs> Molly. But,
2: <laughs> sure. Molly,
1: an unnamed potential. No
2: <laughs> Buffy punches him a few times, Xander is trying to round up everyone to beat retreat when Caleb grabs him by the scruff of his neck and then pokes his eye out. Ew. <laughs> Buffy walks among the injured potentials, laying in hospital beds. She then walks through her house observing the lesser injured potentials. <laughs> Finally, she walks alone down Maple Court.
1: Uh. Fade to black.
2: Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> no! Yes. That was a kick in the gut. I mean, I really hope that we see Shannon. She got a name. Does she come back? Does she come Shannon.
0: back? Shannon. The girl the from... The first
2: potential yeah. that got stabbed and branded.
1: Oh, Jesus. But <laughs> the That message? Willow was
0: crying about when they went to the... In the living room, they did a little powwow. She was crying. <sighs> was she? About... Yeah. She had, a tear, she had tears and puffy eyes, as if she was crying over Shannon because that was when, the scene right before.
2: One last potential for her to skis on.
0: Uh, exactly. That's what I thought.
2: They're just all so beautiful. <laughs> Heavy breathing. <laughs> I mean, that's Xander, apparently. <laughs> yeah,
0: no kidding. But... Kennedy says she's 18. I need somebody who's actually just a child.
2: Oh, oh
1: God. Okay. <laughs> I want to break the law. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first appearance of Caleb obviously. (laughs) And the first time we've seen Faith since Who Are You? Isn't that fun? Also another first, kind of. First time we see Faith smoke cigarettes on screen. Doesn't that feel wrong? Don't you look at her and you're like, oh yeah, she smokes. Right? Yeah.
2: Like Like a pack of them.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised
2: but also, I can't think of a time she would have been smoking. It's shocking that
0: that's true. Like, I'm I'm trying to think of a time but it's weird that they're, yeah, that they haven't shown that before.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, just immediately I was like, is that the first when I read it, I was like, is it the first time? Oh yeah, I guess. And they were young, but it's like I don't know. Well, they were smoking against really
0: smoking, right? When they were like a high school show, but now they're an adult show, so maybe they can kind of like as long as they mention the cancer and like that they're bad boys and bad girls and dirty boys and dirty girls. She picked it up in prison.
2: Yeah, for she sure. Picked it up
0: in yeah. prison, yeah. yeah. Deterrence. So it's still deterrence.
2: Stop me.
1: We're on the same side. Please, you think I'm stupid? Well, yeah. The scene between Faith and Spike was meant to lead into a possible spin-off featuring the two. To paraphrase Drew mm. Goddard in the commentary, quote-ish, there was talk of a Faith spin-off about this time because this would have been when the networks were planning TV series for the next broadcast season. The idea was to build it around Faith and Spike, so they wanted a scene with the two of them to sort of showcase them and their relationship. Of course, that didn't go through, and as you know, there's been a million ideas for spin-offs over the course of Buffy, and the stars have to align in such a way on all of these things, but Marty actually wrote some great stuff in this scene to sort of show these two off. Uh, and as Drew Goddard said, and as we know, because we live in the future, that spinoff never happened. But Spike will go on to become a regular in season five of Angel. And uh, for Faith, however, we won't see her again until season eight of the comics. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure that's the first time she shows up. I don't remember her in After the Fall, but I don't super remember After the Fall. So who knows? You know Paramount? Paramount Studio? Paramount Network? production whatever Paramount approved the Vulcan reference during Andrew's faith montage per Drew Goddard quote I just want to say the Star Trek people were great we thought they were never going to be able to get w- away with this we called them and they said yeah sure do whatever you want so word to the wise if you guys ever want to you know rip off Star Trek just call them and ask them they'll be totally cool with it they don't care
0: nobody was immune to her trail of destruction not friends not family not even the most pacifist and logical of races <laughs>
1: talking about? I thought Faith killed a volcanologist. <laughs> silly, silly, Amanda. Why would Faith kill a person who studies Vulcans? He studied volcanoes. He was a professor. Caleb's musings on what would happen if you had the white wine at the Last Supper apparently got the Conservative Parents Television Council up in arms. Quote, We were pretty outraged, end quote, said Melissa Caldwell of the (laughs) PTC. Quote, in fact, the analyst that logs the show for us was shaking. She was so upset about the content, end quote. Wow. (laughs) They're like
0: killing people. Like, what are we talking oh, wow.
1: about? Wow. That's the worst. very weird. I found They're this. still
0: the worst. 20 years later, they're still the
1: worst. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Of course. Save the sermon, Padre. Uh, Dirty Girls aired about one month after the Iraq War began. Some viewers thought the show was commenting on the war with parts of the dialogue in this episode. Likely the buffy Robin scene when Buffy says, I don't want to lead them into war. It can't be the right thing. And Robin says, most wars aren't, you know. Drew Goddard talked about this in the commentary, quote, We had an unfortunate sort of situation here by planning the season arc a year in advance that ended with Buffy leading these girls into war. Because about the same time that these episodes started to air, we actually went to war here in this country. So it almost looked like we were commenting on society, but the two things were completely separate. We were careful to have some discussions like this one here, where Buffy talks about just trying to keep these people alive and keeping it personal to differentiate us from what was going on in the world. Because Buffy's never been a show that comments directly on current events, and we didn't want to seem like we were. We tried very hard to seem irrelevant, end quote. That was it for my fun facts. Thank you. They were very fun. <laughs> I just wanted to see how long it, how we could go without anyone talking. <laughs> uh, Stacia, please tell me what you thought about this uh, this episode. That'd be great. Oh, wait. I lied. I lied. Lied me. Don't ever tell me. <laughs> I have a trivia. I haven't had a trivia question in a minute, oh, so wow. I um, I dug one out for this. Okay. Are you ready? Is your hand on the buzzer? You ready <laughs> the buzzers? <laughs> During the cemetery fight scene, Faith says, may I? And takes Buffy's steak. This is a direct callback to another episode where Faith asks Buffy for a steak saying, can I borrow that? Name the episode that Dirty Girls is referencing. Bad, Bad Girls. girls. Damn. Wrong. <laughs> wrong. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a, a second guess? No. It's yeah. not
0: surprised my innocence is, is gone. It, it's consequences... And the it's, the
1: one.
2: One, it's the one where Faith kills DMAF, isn't it? That's the stick she uses?
1: No. Mm, the answer is Faith, Hope, and Trick. The very first episode, Faith is introduced. She's fighting in an alley with a vampire from we the We should have known. We should And Buffy comes out, and then she's like, I can handle this. And then she grabs yeah. them. Man. <laughs> you guys are a hoot and a half. I mean, if I'd had friends like you in high school, I probably still would have dropped out. But I might have been sad about it, you know? Yeah. Anyway. That was a failure. Stacia, tell me. <laughs> tell me what you thought about this episode. Redeem yourself.
2: Please. I'm just seeing how long we could go without anyone saying anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's the way it's gonna be.
2: I don't I think I have mixed feelings about this episode. I've never really liked Caleb as a bad guy. I don't really get it. and I still don't get it, but I also kind of like him now which leaves me feeling very confused. (laughs) Um, And I don't remember what I thought when I watched this episode a month ago, so all I know is what I watched today. And I have to say, I was very irritated by just the, like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened of it all. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is kind of how stories go sometimes, So You know, it's kind no, of no, like, because
2: beep, it beep. was just like we're like jumping between random things. Like we have the scene with Xander and his boner, and like that's irrelevant. Like we didn't need that at all. Like why is that here? And now I have to write part of
1: a plot about it. This is just stupid. That gets edited from my mind every time. Like I already forgot again that that happened until you said it right now. And I didn't. We'll he can't totally
2: get much. up. He just he'll be there. He can't get up right now.
1: Like is this a penis metaphor? It's fine. Nothing can defeat the penis. Yeah, well, uh, I understand your feelings, and thank you for sharing them, Dana. What did you think about this episode? It was a, a classic bad Buffy episode
0: of TV. I don't have a lot of ratings left, so I'm in a weird bind. So I'm just going to talk about it generally right away. Faith jump scare. Long, very long intro. Um, Nathan Fillion, though, was really good. I really enjoyed that, honestly. Um, I thought the same. I thought Caleb was going to be hokey. I found myself really enjoying it. Um, he's ridiculous and he's really powerful, so it's kind of interesting. Like I, I'm interested. I'm actually kind of into it. I don't have any no notes for that, honestly. Um, Buffy reacting to I have something for yours. That's, that's my major note. Um, maybe, maybe one of the dumbest things that's ever happened on the show <laughs> is that she would sacrifice it all. Four, I have something of yours, something that means nothing. Nothing at all. Not even close to anything. And she's like, we need to go storm a fucking orchard, a brewery, a cellar. We need to go do this. Take this Wine winery out. cellar.
2: cellar That's out. what they're
1: called. Well, to be fair, Daniel did say that.
2: Did he? I'm sorry. I was panicking and I couldn't hear you.
1: <laughs> no, it's all right. <laughs>
0: I figured um,
1: yeah, incredibly
0: <laughs> contrived. Like, the unforced error at the very end of the show is bizarre. I know we need to make her bad so that she gets kicked out and all that kind of shit. Um, but Xander losing his eye was pretty good. You know, the stakes were really low because an unnamed girl died. And obviously mm-hmm. Cockney died. And that was good. I was like, oh, okay, so we're just balancing unknown life for a known entity sort of life. But I like that we took out Xander. That was good. So that kind of redeemed a little bit. Um and everything with Andrew that did redeem it massively. And if I was if I had a full 137 numbers to rank it on, that would bump it up an easy 40 50 points. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> Great use of old footage. Went on yeah. very long, but it was so entertaining and fun. And just all of that in the kitchen staring out at her doing her things all alone. Um you know, the 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 girl, the Chinese girl like just didn't know what's going on. That was very funny. All of the gymnastics in the backyard. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. So, all that was really great. But overall, a really bad start to an episode. And this is, we're five episodes left. Terrible. Mm-hmm.
2: I thought you weren't supposed to be doing this anymore. Making up stories. I'm not. When you're talking, I think I realized the reason why it feels like this thing happened and this thing happened and this other thing happened is because there seems to be, like, no motivation. Like, there's no reason for Buffy to want to run into that cellar. And she's saying, like, I don't want to wait around anymore. That's not what we do. And I was like, isn't it, though, like, every other season, even when you know where the big bad is, you're not, like, running down into the, you know, underground church to fight the master or going into Glory's mansion. You're not doing those things. You're waiting until the actual end battle. And so to do that with absolutely no understanding, don't even know what Caleb looks like, with a bunch of untested people who are going to die, that's just, like, it's... I think this is a turning point where you start being like, I am not behind Buffy anymore. Like, you are questioning what she's doing, which is frustrating, because I don't want to (laughs) be. Yeah.
0: And they want us to. And I think it's just to redeem Giles, too, which I'm anti. Anti that. Boo. Don't like that.
1: Yeah. Well, so clearly you guys are on the side of it was a dumb decision to go I guess Did you like it no 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 I I just I I think she her one and only argument seemed to be what if that that was compelling to me was like what if it's another girl and like yeah where it's like a hostage situation like okay is that still worth leveraging everyone else's lives I don't know about that but so clearly you would are both on team this is a stupid idea we should not go this is an obvious trap
2: uh, it seems like an obvious trap because you don't actually know what he has. You don't know what he looks like. You don't know what his powers are or what he wants or how he's aligned with the first. Mm-hmm. Um, it all just seems really weird. And then I feel like Giles made the best point, which was like, he could just have your stapler. Like, you <laughs> know, it could be something really stupid you don't care about. So if it is a girl... I mean, yeah, that sucks for her, but, like, is it better to lose four girls because you're trying to save one than to just mm-hmm. let that one go? And she's yeah, the weaker know.
0: girl that you've already dunked on. I'll only take the ones that we're paying, the ones with speaking lines. We're not going <laughs> right. to take the randos, right. so why would you <laughs> sacrifice the speaking ones for the randos? And that doesn't make any sense to me. And also, Willow is trailing this person at the beginning of this episode and mm-hmm. presumably just barely missed getting her. How the f- Again, how the fuck does she know? That this child gotcha. is running through the woods. How is this happening? Because if we if we're now getting better and we're starting to like do sonar or or something where we we can tell where people are, why don't we do more of of that? Then you would know if there is yeah. a potential inside of that cellar or if it's just a pile of bullshit. Oh, yeah, and more it's than stapler- likely it would
2: be.
1: Or a stapler. Right. Or a stapler.
2: Right. Right. Exactly.
1: So speaking of Willow, do you think it was stupid? Or Daniel? So you, you, I think you make a good point about the like. Why did you only take the girls with speaking lines? However, I think maybe the calculation for her was they're the stronger ones. I think she might have even said that. The yeah, she said, well, just take ready. the ones who have been here the longest. Right. But why not take Willow? And, I mean, her de- her defense is because we need someone to protect the weaker ones here. But I don't know. Daniel, what do you think? You- you're going up against something who's potentially crazy strong. Don't you want Willow there? I mean, Do you I, know I that he's crazy that strong? No, you don't. I mean, that's the whole problem you don't, don't. plan. You don't. But.
0: Yeah. or And you don't know if, again, if they're, it's just such a fucked up plan because it's like, if you do draw it off, yeah, he might not be powerful. He might be nobody, just a bunch of bringers. And then he shows up at your house. I mean, that's what he should have done. I don't really understand why he didn't do that because she Mm -hmm. just left it. They should have watched her leave, walk inside and take down Willow. If they knew anything about Willow, they would know that she's not she doesn't want to do magic. She's scared to do this shit. You could just capture her, turn her evil, do whatever. <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, criminal to not take her along. Although I understand splitting it all up, it's just if if this guy is really really powerful and you think that this is the the big bad, the first the first evil that you're about to go up against, you gotta have Willow there.
2: One of the things that seems so frustrating for me is. This guy specifically picked out a potential to use as his message carrier to you. Mm -hmm. He's specifically reaching out and contacting you, Buffy. He wants you to know he has something of yours. And her first thought is, I better attack him now because he won't expect it. As if he wasn't inviting you to him. And then... When you know that he's inviting you to him, why would you be like, yes, I should go into that dank wine cellar where I don't know what's in there and what traps are set for me versus trying to lure him out into some place where you'd have an advantage? I'll know when I've
1: reached my limit. The... Yes. All right. Let me. <laughs> just,
0: couldn't say it better. That's
1: actually. I, I have no defense, but I will just <laughs> quickly say what Drew Goddard had to say about this. Please, whole I do so, want to know. is also not a defense. I hope. <laughs> no, I hope so. <laughs> it's not really. I mean, but he's the one that wrote it, so uh, we really wanted to see how Buffy reacted under the burden of leadership and kind of explore what Badly. that means because she's been such a solo figure, even though she's had her friends around her. She's sort of been the wild card this whole show, and this season is so much about passing That's that on and going from the chosen one to the leader of many. This is an episode about how she screws up. She's trying to lead, but she hasn't figured it out quite yet. So much of what I responded to at the beginning of the series was that Buffy was a hero that made mistakes. She wasn't the sort of person that just knew exactly what to do. She screwed up in the ways we all screw up, and here she's kind of making that classic mistake where she gets hit hard and rushes to get hit right back. She comes right back to the bad guy without thinking it through because she doesn't want her people threatened, and in doing so, plays right into his hands. Sure, she is like official General Buffy. I've got an entire platoon beneath me. I'm officially a leader now, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But she's also been the leader of her group of people mm-hmm. this whole time. And she hasn't eschewed counsel and completely done batshit stuff like this before. So I don't know how much of that is a defense. I just wanted just to let you know what the writer himself. Thought and yes, Buffy does make mistakes. This doesn't yeah. feel like a Buffy mistake. This feels like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, I get what he's like saying.
0: If... It makes sense what he's saying, but... I don't know if it came off.
2: that I it makes sense the way that he wanted it to come off, but yeah, it doesn't. The like functionally, I don't think he pulled it off because like if it was like she had fought Caleb and it seemed like Caleb was losing, so he retreated and then she chased after him and it was just like In a the faint, the moment kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know he was just trying to lure her back to his dungeon or whatever and then attacks her. That would make more sense than to be like, "This is an obvious trap. Let's go." <laughs> yeah, I don't have time to wait. So, so you could
0: see this with like Glory or like a you know a big bad that we follow throughout, who kind of mm-hmm. comes and goes, and you could have a either actually be Glory and then we do a fight like this, or it's uh, somebody pretending to be Glory and it's her that's hoodwinked into whatever. I mean, we've done versions of this before, but this just oh, seems yeah. like such a huge mistake. And obviously, it sucks because she has this the platoons underneath of her right and so she's really like all those people could have died under her watch which maybe she would have done this on her own with with the scoobies like yeah maybe she's done reckless shit before but it feels even more so just because you have all these other people which makes it dumber
2: well i think usually when she does reckless shit she does it by herself and then her friends like choose to join in or show up and try to save her whereas this time she's ordering people to
1: do reckless shit (laughs)
0: that's true that's true
1: Well, in Xander's little speech, he's like, "Don't doubt her. She definitely has your best interests Mm -hmm. in mind. Don't you can't you can't doubt her." Bootlicker, bootlicker.
0: Yeah, it's bad. It's bad though.
1: So I want to know, Daniel. Okay, do you think that Buffy understood that some of the girls would die, but decided that was like a necessary casualty because retrieving the mystery thing was worth it, or did Buffy really not think the odds were going to be stacked so hard against her? Like she thought this we were going to have this no problem. We're going to walk in, blow shit up. Not going to be an issue. Yeah.
0: I mean, kind of fuck-upedly, I think that she actually thought people would die. I mean, I think that thing with with um, uh, with Dude, uh, Robin Wood, you know, sort of like stuck into her brain, like just saying that like these people aren't tough the or they, they need to be tough. They need to get, yeah, all of that stuff. Exactly. So it's like they either are going to be ready or they're not. I mean, I still fundamentally don't agree with the entire premise that these teenage girls could in any way be ready without the Slayer strength. Like all of that still does not track for me, but theoretically, by the rules of this show, yeah, at some point you have to test them. That goes back to showtime. That goes back to things we've already seen. So on that level, we are doing like logical progressions of the show, but it seems so chaotic, and I'll never get over them not being the Slayers. I don't know what they're training for. They're teenage girls. (laughs)
2: Yeah. I mean, we do see earlier, and I think this was like a functional good exercise for them, was to trap them in a... Crypt with a vampire and yeah, have yeah, them yeah, slay yeah. the vampire, kind of yeah. And so then the next step is to walk into a completely unknown environment to fight an unknown enemy with unknown enemy backups and yeah. just like see how it goes because that doesn't seem like a good decision, even for like seasoned fighters.
0: Totally. And the crypt is like there's only so many things. Uh, we're bantering before, so you guys can get a good scope. I know with the scope, so we're good. Never been to this winery before. They, they're barely nope. old enough to drink. Those girls can't drink. They walked in and said, where are we? What is this stuff? They don't even know what alcohol is. This is tough. So you're asking them to what? Know the layout of a, of a fucking cellar in a winery? No, they don't know. They won't know until they turn <laughs> 21. Like we all. Do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know that wineries no. inside and out. Every winery guy like, oh, I didn't know the schematics. That's why Caleb feels
0: comfortable. Know. Xander was fine. They were fine. That's why she was fine <laughs> oh, to do man. it. She's like, I know what it looks like in there. But the kids, <laughs> they don't know.
1: Father.
0: Call McCaleb. Never was nobody's daddy.
1: They did go down there under the guise of recon, right? Like, it did seem like they were supposed to be a scouting party, but it immediately no. was like, bring him in. Bring him in. Bring him in. <laughs> Who? That's what Buffy kind of said. it said recon. Seem like. You said recon. You're like, cool monster fighter. We, we want to go figure it because they didn't even know where to go. So they just went to the woods and followed a bringer until something happened. Uh, in my head I thought they were going to do that part, part A of the plan and then go home and regroup and figure no, it out. I mean
2: that's what they did. That's Buffy what Faith and is. Faith, Faith went, went and they found the vineyard and then they went back and got the girls and went back to the vineyard. Oh,
1: okay, I mean I guess it doesn't matter because it ended up the same but I was just like. Well and then it was weird because they walked down into the empty cellar and Buffy's like they're here somewhere and I'm like are you sure though? Like do you know that? Uh, uh, <laughs> you shit. did two minutes of research. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, another Mr. point about this decision. So Giles' last episode, um, I know we're, we're on the outs with Giles, but <laughs> part of his let's distract Buffy until Wood can kill Spike plan was, the, you know, while he was nagging Buffy, like, you're not ready to be a general, blah, blah, blah. I, which I think most of was true while he was saying that to her, because yeah. he's like, you're going to have to make the hard choices. So Buffy's like, I'm making the hard choice. I'm risking everyone's life to go get a stapler. <laughs> and he's all pissy that she made a choice. So like, What the hell? Well, it was stupid choice. <laughs> was <a> bad choice. <laughs>
2: Could be a stapler. It's like, why am I here? I miss my horse.
0: <laughs> Again, this is like good plot stuff, like daddy issue stuff where, oh, my God. Dad's right about something. Oh, I was rebelling. And then I have to, you know, we have to come to terms with it. Are they going to pay this off in the next four episodes? I just don't know. I hope so. I hope that this matters and means something. But this sucks. This is something that I think you do earlier. I don't know about the end of a whole series where we need to do this. I don't know. it. It is. It's not really working for me.
1: We did this in a much less dramatic way with like, I I guess we did it in season two a little bit, too, where Buffy's kind of on the outs, right? Because Buffy's like, I am the one that has to go deal with Angel. He's just captured everyone, right. so I have to go lone wolf my shit. Um, and then in season four with the Yoko Factor, right, everyone splits up because they're all doing their little infighting. But it's not as dire as this. It's just like, right. you know, we're having a little fight.
0: Buffy, you can't go back alone.
1: You are never training with me anymore. He's going to kick your ass. Giles... So that, those worked. Those felt fine because it yeah, wasn't yeah. something so big. But we're clearly just doing this to split her off of the group in the 11th hour, like 11th hour. in the last season of the show. After a run of six solid episodes where nothing fucking happened, <laughs> I feel like we could have done this sooner. <laughs> we're in different orders. I mean, that's kind of been my, my rallying cry throughout this whole thing is like – season seven could have been paced better <laughs> we could have had more things happen but it could also be the no, reason no, no. why I...
0: giles leaves because he's pissed and he's like you're making the wrong choice and then he and this happens in like episode seven and then he oh, leaves yeah. and I then he doesn't out. come back until buffy like apologizes or something and she gets into the hole and has to get out but instead yeah. we're doing it all way at the end and we're just gonna do a quick little like oh giles i really learned my lesson here thanks for being my dad and sticking around he's like cool thanks a lot <laughs> man I, I You're just a bad kid sometimes, but you know what? As a dad, I love you, and I'm going to stick it through, you know? And it, that's really all it's going to be, and it's like, great. Good. Yeah, like, we all I learned something here.
1: I don't really remember. I just remember Spike and her in the bed. That's kind of the only thing I remember. Cool. We'll see. Good. We'll see. Good. S-E-X. Sex. All right, so Caleb is crazy fucking strong, and we're going to learn... Mm probably in the next episode, that the first has imbued him with superhuman powers, which theoretically means that the first would have had to w- this ability this whole time and never did anything with it until now. Why wait till now? Stacia, tell me why the first has waited till now to make a superhuman. Because the
2: first is the worst villain ever. <laughs> <right>? <laughs>
1: So bomb, I mean, so dumb. That's, that's a pretty good yes. answer. Daniel, yeah. do you concur? It's <laughs> a
0: pilot of a of a of a of a six episode season um, idea that that Buffy, mm. an iconic show, is using as their final season uh, as a storyline. It's really really yeah. bad. I mean, it's such a dumb premise for a for a bad guy, um, and they just really do it poorly. I mean, that, there's no other way to put it. I mean, they do bring up the power talk. That was cool. So kudos to you guys for. Remembering that you talked about power a million years ago <laughs> in actually good episodes of TV, and now we're just, oof, what's happened?
1: So, while we're on the subject of the first being stupid, why does Caleb let them run away? He has the absolute upper hand. He fucking gouges Xander's eye out and kills two of them. Five episodes left. <laughs> Yeah,
2: it's not time yet.
1: Why? Because we have five more episodes to fill. I mean, yeah. I know that's the real reason.
0: And he like... got lightly, you know, sort of scratched by Buffy. I mean, like I liked Buffy coming back after getting <laughs> gently caressed. Down. But yeah, just kind of a little. But he was fine, and you could see somebody being diabolical again. I would kind of chalk it up to Caleb. Just that's this, his personality. So he's like, I like the the the, the game. The Pageantry that we're going through. At least that's kind of how I feel about it. So I'm cool with him not doing it. I think it actually kind of works for him, but it's Bad Guy 101 stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's a TV show. That sucks. Yeah. Because, yeah, you'd run after and just break
1: her neck. And be done. Yeah. Yeah. I love when he pushed Spike down with like no effort. He oh, just like so touched cool. him in the chest. He falls down. So cool. <laughs> so anyway.
2: This, thinking about it, Caleb is. I think a frustrating bad guy and the reason why I've never liked him in the past is because it feels like we're trying to jam in a bunch of um, backstory for him in this episode. Like we see that girl that he killed. He talks about wanting to see the one he gave singing lessons to. And like you know that he's a serial killer who's got this like weird desire to kill women for just existing. Mm. Um, And while that's maybe not the most original (laughs) motive or whatever – it feels like at this point you're not our bad guy, though. I don't care about this. I don't need you to be your own villain with your own motivations. Like you just need to be an avatar of the first, because the first is a real villain. But the issue is we don't actually know what the first motivation is, except for because I'm evil. I'm the essence of evil. Yep. Um, so like if this, if Caleb had been the big bad for this season, and we'd seen him as some sort of traveling preacher going around and murdering people, and Buffy's trying yeah. to figure out what's going on, that would have been so much more compelling than getting this where it's like why do you care about the first like he worships it as some sort of like pseudo god like okay whatever like what's your deal with the slayer why do you care about her there's no reason for any of this she didn't know the
0: good news the glory that was coming that'd be you for the kingdom the power and the glory are yours now and forever you show up They'll get in line because they followed her. And all I have to do is take one more step and I'll kill them all. See, I told you it had a happy ending.
2: Like I could see you being cool on one hand and I like, I've always liked the whole like twisting religion because it seems like it's such a fine line between like good and evil sometimes, but I don't care about you, Caleb. (laughs) It's too late for me to care about you. And you're only going to be in like one or two more episodes. Anyways, like you in the end are like a non-entity.
0: I mean, yeah. Having a, having a itinerant preacher who's like, Kills people and then repents. Yeah, tries to repent. I mean, it's been done before. It's not brand new. But I mean, you could have then the first, this character that we did create for our show, say, I've been looking for someone like you forever, right? There's a reason why I'm now Mm -hmm. imbuing all of this power I have. Most mortals can't handle it because they're not all evil. You are actually evil. So we could be sold Mm on why Caleb of all the people, because there are serial killers. There are bad people in the world Why wouldn't the first evil, the the evilest of all evil, go find them to go and and do all this shit? Like, the idea would be that Caleb is like one of the most depraved people ever, whatever morality system we're playing with. But like, okay, I mean, we get that a little bit in this episode, as we kind of learn. He hates women. He wants them to die. Okay, fine. But it's true. If you're just going to disappear, then it sucks because, you know, Nathan Fillion is great and we just couldn't afford him. Like, that's all I'm seeing. I'm just thinking about it as TV. It's like, what a bummer that we just can't afford to pay for these people because I would have loved to see him for a whole season. He, he would have been a great character, yeah. I think.
2: Well, and then you get into that whole issue, like Kelly said, where if the first has this ability to imbue people with superhuman strength, why haven't why hasn't it done it before? Yeah. Why is it this guy? Why wouldn't you do this with demons? Why mm-hmm. go through the oh, whole yeah. thing with creating bringers and trying to bring about Uber Bamps if all you had to do was find that biker gang that was destroying Sunnydale at the beginning of the sixth <laughs> season oh, and yeah. imbue them with your superhuman power and set them on Buffy? Like this could be so much easier. Why are you complicating this?
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, so about Caleb specifically, you're both right about the religion thing, and that was very intentional from Joss Whedon, apparently. Yeah. Um, from Drew in the commentary. He said, Josh wanted to take a look at the way men try to take away power from women in this season. One of the areas he hadn't ever explored was the bad side of religion and the way they can keep people down through religion. Uh, So Caleb was sort of meant to represent the evil side of that, not religion in in any sense. We're we're catering to the PTC for a second, uh, Mm. or whatever it's called, parents, whatever. Not that religion is bad in any sense. We make it very clear that he is not a member of the church. They kicked him out because that's (laughs) not what we want to say. We want to say he represents bad, which is why he wears black. This girl's bleeding bad we have to get her to the hospital. Yep. Guess I'm back in Sunnydale. But I think you both have written the season much better. We would open with Caleb just killing people, like traveling around. And, and then eventually you can even long play that. Like the first would come to him. We could even get some nice exposition of like, I didn't appear to you because I couldn't because this girl had to break the whatever. I mean, you know, in a good way, in yeah. a good writery way. But that would, you know, so we get to a satisfying answer to why this hasn't happened sooner, yeah. and like why this person specifically was chosen, and how scary they are to begin with, and yeah. Uh, That could have been really good. And, like, I think it would be an easy manipulation for the first to do with him to be like, you hate women. Perfect. You should really hate these. They're very strong and they want to put you down and you're a man and you're better than them. And
2: you could also totally be like, and every time you kill a potential, you get a little bit stronger because you take their potential. So the more you kill, the stronger you are, which would help justify why the first can't do that for every evil thing it wants to Mm. right like caleb has to go around and kill these women if he wants to be this strong right
0: well this is where we you know i'm talking about kennedy this whole time that's a great way we show caleb as an unknown character not the not the girls running and killing people but him killing people like him specifically and then we don't know what's going on with that then we meet kennedy and then kennedy is like hey willow i like you why don't you come to this cool progressive church that I come to because we're all and then boom who is our fucking preacher the guy we know to be a murderer and then yeah. he can maybe learn that she's a potential or he already knows that and then finds out like oh Willow you're a fucking witch oh my god where is this from oh my god the fucking slayer and, and the first is like bro that's the fucking slayer and I could be her because she's died before look at me I'm the slayer you know the slayer like that would be so much better
1: that would be really cool
0: no eyes but look at him go
1: that sonar or something or something i guess pretty good when they attack is roam free around town well normally they show up out of nowhere and then either stab or get stabbed and then they run off i have a question about i'm sure you know men like this exist so it's not you know uh, a total leap into fantasy but so men that hate women this much religious men or not like how do you rationalize that because you know that like women have children and that's like very bible like you need women around to have babies, but he just like sees you as a, literally a vagina that swallows men whole and does nothing but destroy lives. Like how do you reconcile that with like, I don't know, how do you function in the world where you when you hate women that much? Are you super gay? Does My just mom like... is different. <laughs> My mom is different. My mom. My mom sisters, is not know. a woman. <laughs> <laughs> but like all I, every time it's like a guy goes, I'm like, are you just really, really gay and like really mad that you're so gay? I don't understand. Mm-mm. It's just, I, I just don't know how you function. It seems... No, I,
0: I I feel you. I mean, it's just a seems ball of contradictions.
1: Hard. I think. I think it's like a weird
2: sex thing where you feel bad about your sexual impulses and then you have sex with women who like satisfy those and to make yourself feel better. It's not that you that's bad, it's the women. Right. Okay. Right. I
1: yeah. wouldn't have done that if you weren't such a vacuous hole of yeah. vagina sucking or whatever the fuck he said. Oh, God. A oh, gaping maw that built wow. whatever. Well, you know yeah. what he's saying? No, no, no. Well, you he know, told you he know he vagina sucking. No, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He very much did that
1: weird sex thing you that like to do. That keeping maw that wants to open up and suck out a man's marrow. <laughs> Vagina sucking. Genius We got champagne over here. popping
0: too. We got hard-ons for Xander. This is a sex show. This is uh, a. This should be say, on HBO. I, makes me
1: makes me puke. Think about it too hard. It sure does. Yeah, puke. Yeah, on something. Uh, Anyway, what yes. Are we sorry. You saying
2: oh, I was just gonna say, I've always liked that line that Faith said when she was in Buffy's body, and that Spike, like it, like you would see in that episode, it like buried its way into his little subconscious, and mm-hmm. he was never gonna let it go, oh, yeah. and that he was just immediately like, "Yeah, I, I remember
1: you. <laughs> I dream about it every night." <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. Throw it in my face. Spike's not a threat anymore. I'll turn my back. You can't hurt me. Spike. Spike the bloody with a chip in his head I kind of love this town You know why I really hate you, Summers? Because I'm a suck-up tight-ass with no sense of fun
2: Well,
0: yeah, that covers a lot of it
1: Because I could do anything I want Instead, i choose to pout and whine and feel the burden of slayerness? I mean, I could be rich I could be famous I could have anything
0: Anyone. So they don't get together.
1: No. Uh, no, no. That's wild. That cool. chemistry really was that.
0: great, though. That was super...
2: It was.
1: I love that scene a lot. The second that scene happened, I was like, Faith can have chemistry with literally everyone. Iyari Limon is the worst. She's oh. the fucking worst. Yeah. And, like, I just... You... You just... Ah! Uh, she's the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's her fault. It's her fault. Because... I I mean I and I brought that up. If Eliza Dushku had been playing fucking Kennedy, different character, different vibe. Oh, you could give the same exact lines word for word to her 100% better. Sorry. The verdict has come in. She's a bad actress. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad we reached it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just chemistry. I mean immediately. And it would be super cool to have them on the show and not get together. And that's why her like relationship with Angel is really interesting too because yeah. there's not that element. There it's just like a very it's like a friendship it's a nice friendship and I think that they could have a cool friendship too they would be very destructive I think though
2: yeah (laughs) it'd be fun to see them that'd be great especially
0: if they try to be good because they're both trying to be good and that's a that's compelling too because Mm -hmm. we don't get that from Buffy Buffy's never really done that she's always just been good or her own neutral so you're the slayer
1: the slayer the strongest the fastest the most of fame with that most precious invention of all mankind The notion of
0: goodness. Slayer must indeed be
1: powerful. Drew Goddard and and Nicholas Brennan are talking, obviously, right? Um, Eliza and James had never worked together because they didn't know each other. So as we were rushing through the story, we said, well, clearly that means they've never met. And then as we looked back, we realized, oh, wait, no, they have met because there was the episode where Eliza and Sarah switched bodies. So the character of Faith did meet Spike, but Sarah was playing the part, yes, we, as we know. It was one of those things that we're like, thank God, we caught it, otherwise I'd still be getting mail about it. Dear Drew, still writing you in reference of, to the error in Dirty Girls. Also, Spike and Buffy belong together. And then Nicholas Brennan was like, I get a lot of that forever and ever, man. And Drew Goddard's like, I also get a lot of I love Clem mail. And Nicholas Brennan's, Clem is good, but that's weird. Is he in this episode? And Drew, no, I don't think I've ever actually written Clem. And the mail doesn't have a point, it just says Clem. More Clem. They just want me to know they love Clem. Dear Drew, I love Clem. Nicholas Brennan, I love Clem. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was, I was feeling We it. all love I Clem <laughs> I love this mail so, too
0: Getting mail Very good love
1: Let's it. do that Let's have Clem And Evil Anonymous Go Ooh. classic EA Willow could go too <laughs> <laughs> Yeah let's tell you
0: get The cross there That's excellent cool.
1: Dear Buffy I'm still trying to decide The best way To
0: send my regards Why don't you Rip her lungs out I might make an impression Max, Poetry doesn't have to. What rhymes with lungs? Oh, yeah,
2: that'd be great. I just love the shade that Drew threw at everyone that was, like, um, Buffy and Spike Belong together. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am exhausted. Stop emailing me and writing me letters.
0: I think it just shows how fickle it is, because if you had talked to probably Marty in like three season three or whatever, I mean, she would say, stop sending me mail that says Buffy and Angel should be together. Right. So it's like how the times can quickly change and uh you know you'll you'll forget about this in time if the show kept going on she'd be with somebody else and then we would love them and you wouldn't even hear about spike anymore oh yeah maybe
2: and then the poor actor who played riley was like does anyone ever get mail about how buffy and riley should be together <laughs> oh my god no
0: they don't <laughs> does anybody send a mark blukas letter yeah
1: Lucas. that's his name <laughs> oh my god what's that what's the other writer's i love Lucas that loves him i can't remember his fucking oh name. the guy who thinks he's beautiful <laughs> yeah the one that they missed.
0: not fury no um Petrie. Oh, oh Petrie. Petrie yeah. Yes,
1: that's all the <laughs> that's fan right. mail Mark Blukas needs. In fact, he, like Petrie just writes letters in different people's signs of different names all the time. Sure. It's like <laughs> slightly different handwriting.
0: He's <laughs> like, Joss, uh, Marty, we've got a letter. Oh, two different individual letters that just say Blukas. We should probably put Mark Gonson
1: on <laughs> <laughs> He needs work. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, Back to this episode of television. Do I know you?
0: Me? No. No, sir.
1: So... More from Drew Goddard. Sorry, that's how commentaries go. Xander's objection is key. It's important that it's coming from him. With Buffy kind of crumbling, we sort of built all through the season that he's the guy keeping the house together. We played uh, that that he's literally. the in guy a unclogging toilet. Yeah. Uh, where he's actually putting the house back together, and he's like, I'm just trying to keep this house together. (laughs) And it works on that level. (laughs) But we really wanted to build that kind of through the whole series, that Xander's been the guy that kind of keeps everyone afloat. He's just sort of the steady spine of the group. And so when we were thinking about it, well, what can Caleb do? What's the worst thing that could happen to Buffy, to this group? And the thing we landed on was that if you take Xander down, the house falls down. He's the one that keeps everything together, so if this villain could take Xander out, then the house crumbles. And then the episode right after this—that actually happens once Xander falls. So we're back uh, to Yellow Crayon, the boy who saved the world with words. Xander is the most important thing to the show. Um, he's the heart. Yeah, I mean he—he he was the heart. Yeah, yeah what he's do we the think heart. about? What do we think about the heart? Xander, like he's the heart. I know we've had this discussion like four times now, but he—he's
2: the heart. He's the heart. He's so important. He's the heart. He's the glue that holds the um, Scoobies together. He's the family. He's the home that everyone runs to and trusts for everything. He's the humanity at the core of our friend group. Mm. He's Mm. the moral compass from which we all choose (laughs) to walk.
1: You raised me up so I can stand on my own. (laughs) He's the only one who sees Dawn
2: for also being a former key, current human two year old. Oh
1: god. He used to be able to see.
2: Uh, uh and now see and only two D. I'm
1: not here to judge you, but I feel like that was a little bit facetious.
2: Listen, he's the heart and I don't I feel like I've said what there is to say. Like there's no one else. It maybe could have been Joyce, but Joyce is a bad mom and now she's dead. <laughs> she and died it, like It a la- and it lands on Xander. To be the mom of this group. Okay, well. Yeah, that's
0: accurate. <sighs> um, I think that's okay. Giles is the dad. Xander's the mom. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I usually think is the mom. <laughs> oh, Andrew's totally the true. mom. Oh, that's true.
1: Yeah, stepmom. Yeah, because he, like, makes food and everything. Yeah,
2: yeah the he stepmom. He's trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to he's be like. and no one wants him here. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That is
1: true, though that, that's accurate as Andrew. well. <laughs> okay, well, he's a murderer. He is, <laughs> but good. candidly, a lot of her people are. Um,
0: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Xander's not. <laughs> it's true. Not yet,
1: not yet. I would say that Drew is right. Um, as of probably the end of five <gasps> seasons, or at the end of at the end of the fifth season, I think he's kind of right. I agree. And maybe, I hadn't put this together before, but maybe Joyce dying is a part of that, but you gotta think, you know, and Giles leaving. Joyce dying and Giles leaving, it's like there is this vacuum of some kind of glue, some kind of stability, and it must be nice, in a way, for Buffy to have someone that's, like, just a normal dude who has a job, and is just, like, here to put the fucking chair back together so that you can think about other stuff. Like, the friend that we should have always been for Buffy, the friend that we should have been paying the rent for but we didn't do mm-hmm. that but at least he's like i don't know like john i need someone to pick Don up from school or like oh i don't worry about that thing because i i did it like that and then i need
2: someone to make dinner for dawn and then i need someone to tuck her in at night and i need
1: <laughs> someone to do her she's laundry 15
2: <laughs> <laughs> and someone to make her dentist appointments and basically i'm not just not gonna involve myself with her life anymore
1: yeah.
0: but um, but xander does mm-hmm.
1: so and they have made an effort for this season specifically to to do that with him. I,
0: yeah, he definitely has had his speeches and like that's really helped this moment. But I do agree generally like him having a job and even going through everything with hells bells, that was a very adult thing and like we could have our quibbles about it, but it is cool at the end of the day to think that they had a massive breakup. It kind of fucked things up because it's going to, but like they're all adults and he's an adult and like they all made it through and they were still there for Buffy and for saving the world and fighting demons. And that's also an interesting element too, that he is like an adult. Mm -hmm. Whereas before he was just kind of a goofy kid. And I think they've done a good job of like showing him as an adult, which is cool. And he has been doing the construction
1: job for years. I mean, he's not floating around. He's like, he's a foreman as we know. So they made it. They definitely made an effort to have him change and mostly off screen too mm-hmm. because he wasn't around yeah. for mu- much of last season. They at least try to incorporate a little bit more now, but mm-hmm. now nobody's on the fucking show because we have too many extras to put in here. So, whatever. Oh, but the can...
2: potentials you matter. The, <laughs> the one who had her neck snap by Caleb,
1: like. Unnamed potential. No! I, I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get over it. Um, So, I. Take it, you're, you're standing firm on the he's still worthless, or do you think he's changed at least a little? Xander? Yeah. Um, just gonna see how long we can be. Does quiet. the house fall apart without Xander? Yeah, uh, <laughs> That's the gag of this episode?
2: I don't know. My critique with Xander is that he's always been useless, and I still think that he is useless. <laughs>
0: I think he's useless in the magical realm. Yeah,
2: he, definitely. But he's
0: useful in the But I mean, the, so he gives this realm.
2: like rousing speech so that people trust Buffy and then they um, immediately die because of it. Like, Bad I don't luck. know, maybe you
0: aren't. <laughs> no one's perfect. Don't
2: have the best judgment either.
1: He was just trying to be a good friend, damn it. <sighs> Brain, heart, eyes. Everything's got eyes. Except the bringers. Except the bringers. Pretty sure a lot of people already know this. Um, that I've... That are fans of the show, but from the commentary, Nicholas Brendan, I went to talk to Joss about the eye situation, and apparently there were some ideas that they were kicking around that they were just going to kill me. Uh, Drew Goddard, there was this point where there was talk of killing you and having you come back as the first, yeah, being evil and being the voice of the first, and we just felt like. We're going out in this season. Xander's too important to the show. It's important that he's injured so the group can fracture, but at the end, we want the group to come back together. And then Nicholas Brennan, because frankly, how do you deal with another death, especially after the body episode? And you know, Buffy's mom was very important. If you lose a character like Xander, how do you finish that? I mean, even if you save the world, you still lost somehow. And you got, it's like, it comes down to what we were saying in this episode. Xander has always been there and he's never wavered. If you kill him, then you're actually saying that this is his reward. That at the end of the day, that's not what we wanted to say. We wanted to see Xander stand strong at the end because that's important. And Nicholas Brennan says, and still taking charge. I'm like, what have you taking charge? You guys are living in a fantasy I world, don't...
2: but. So was his reward losing an eye instead of getting killed?
1: Yeah, I guess what they want is like the group should be able our core four, our Scoobies, our best friend, should be able to still be there at the end because mm-hmm. it does feel like Is it a win is it a win? It's good that you save the world, but you lost your friends in the process, but I would say that the show is supposed to be like the world is bigger than you for the greater good. If you lose one along the way, shit happens. I don't know.
0: And his would be so good if he was the bad guy and you had to deal with him. That'd be fun. Yeah, you
1: possible. like that. So do you think they should have killed him? And just done it.
0: I do. Yeah.
1: It would still be cool if Zander, as long as Xander had
0: like something to say before he was to essentially disappear from the earth, right? Because you would still want him to be himself, right? He would be evil, but he would still be enough Xander to be able to comment on. The lives that he had led you know what i mean so that could be really interesting but you would have to make it so when he left for good we got a good catharsis and i don't know how much i trust them to write something like that but i like the idea of it killing him would be a would have been a really cool
1: thing yeah for the show. i i see where it would be hard to do it so close to the end but that's your own fucking fault too <laughs> like, that's your own fucking that could fault. have happened episodes ago just saying but willow went evil with five episodes
0: left, too. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that was a rousing, rousing success, but we ha- we were good with
1: that. I was good but with that. But that's it. different than dying. Fine. I Like, twisting to evil. And even, you know, with sure, him being dead, it sure. wouldn't actually be him being evil. It would just be the first using him, like, that yeah, it's used everything else.
0: Well, that's where you would have to fight against it. And they would have to go find... The girls, right? The ladies who live out in the woods that do all the stuff or whatever, (laughs) they would be able to tap into the shadow realm (laughs) and then they would find Xander and Xander would say, I'm here, guys. I have two eyes. I'm good. (laughs) And then they're like, yes, Xander's still here. But he's like, well, once you kill me, but you have to do it, I'll disappear. But you'll have like 30 minutes, you know, with commercials (laughs) to say goodbye to me. And then they and do. It'll that. feel really good. And, and then earned. we have like we have a hologram of him looking over with them as they're looking down at the Hellmouth. So we have the same shot, but we have hologram Xander,
2: <laughs>
1: that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> huh? Sold. Uh, Stacia, should we have killed Xander?
2: Um, I like the idea. <laughs> Not just because I like I dislike Xander. I think we could have killed Will or someone too. Um. I like the idea for two points. One is I think that it would help actually drive home the point that this is a real scary situation. Anyone is at risk. Buffy is actually at risk because you never actually feel like that with the four of them. You're never like, oh, no, like my friends are going to die. And so it would make this time different than all the other ones you know and um the other thing is i've always been a fan of stories where it's like the bigger the thing you have to accomplish the bigger the sacrifice needs to be so for the biggest apocalypse of the greatest evil that's ever existed it makes sense that one of them would end up dying Mm -hmm. like and that's a price that you have to pay to save everyone else and like kelly said it seems like the show has always been about you know kind of doing um what you need to do for the greater good like you know Buffy killed herself to save her sister and the world and if Xander needs to die so that the apocalypse is stopped then that feels like a worthwhile thing like what does he what does he have going for him that he needs to be here for
1: <laughs> and what they've been building towards this season harder than ever the the whole making buffy a general making the the tough choices i know it wouldn't be her yeah. choice to have xander die but it still is a pr- the price of the same mm-hmm. kind right? like you have to be ready she's been saying i'm ready for people to die i know they will and you know she wasn't talking or thinking about xander in that moment but I mean, it's
2: this interesting um, idea where Buffy came to terms with the fact that she's going to die doing this a really long time ago. Like, we see that happen at the end of the first season, which is why I think that is so good in Prophecy Girl, when she's, like, crying to Jala, saying, like, I'm 16, I don't want to die. You know, and then she does it anyways because she, like, comes to terms with what it means to be the chosen one. And, you know, this season with one of her actual friends dying, I think it would be, like, another coming to terms with what being the chosen one means. Like sometimes it's not just that you die, but it's that your friends die and you can't do anything to stop it. Yeah. And I think that could have been really powerful if they spun it the right way. Well,
0: even yeah. even them saying to her, like, because she would is always trying to protect them, but it would be really great to have Xander say, I I'm more than prepared to die. I've been prepared to die with you mm-hmm. since season two. You know, or whatever. And it's like and that could be a Mm -hmm. a moment for Buffy because in the seriousness, especially right now, that would be the moment you would actually be listening because they told her over and over that we're fucking here for you. And she does rely on them uh, subconsciously and sometimes straight up, you know, Willow, bring me back from this dimension. Bye. You know, she does that kind of shit all the time. She knows that they have her back. But I think it's true that she doesn't really know that they would definitely die for her in a heartbeat and be happy about it. Yeah, and I think that would be a really cool thing to explore—to have her be like, "Don't worry, Buffy, I'm here no matter what." I don't know.
1: That would be pretty yeah. baller for any of them to say. Mm-hmm. Like, It'd be really cool. I, I think Spike might have, or like, yeah. has implied that the most <laughs> of anyone. Like, yeah, I'm ready to yeah. go,
0: <laughs> but he's yeah. harder because he is me out of It's like yeah. know, it's, and yeah. Anya too. It kind of gets like Anya. It's emotional. You know, selfless is amazing. Her dying is definitely sad. Nobody wants this stuff. It, it's a bummer but it does sting less because they're already dead and they've lived for thousands of years. And that's just the way it is. So,
1: Well, and Anya dying is kind of part of the issue yeah. of this too. She dies in the last 20 minutes of the yeah. entire show and you have zero time to deal with that. And that yeah. sucks.
2: It always felt really cheap to me. Yeah. Because they were too afraid to pull the trigger yes. here. And yes. that's
1: a bummer. That obvious collateral damage. They couldn't
2: just kill off all the unnamed potentials and then be like, "Phew, glad we guys like we made it out." Okay, everyone got on the bus. But <laughs> Angel doesn't make.
0: That's why Angel's a better show, if you will, because it it, it wasn't mm-hmm. afraid. It killed Wesley. It did the hard things that it had to mm-hmm. do. I mean, Wesley not being there for the very end—that's a bold choice. It's a choice. Yeah. You didn't have to do that. You had one episode, two episodes left, and you know, I I hope that they saw this and were like. Yeah, They should have done something more. I mean, even here, even if you're not going to kill Xander, why unnamed and Cockney girl? Kill Kennedy. Like, have somebody mm-hmm. have some emotion to a character. You're trying to sell Kennedy, kill her. Then what is Willie? You're doing? fucking
1: right. They killed Cordelia and Wesley and, and Fred. And Fred. In the last season of that show, right. <laughs> they killed all of them. And Fred <laughs> got to come back.
2: Angel and Gun and. Um, Spike is it Spike at the very end Mm -hmm. like at the very very end when they're standing there and you're just like you know all hope is lost but like they're gonna go down fighting right so like the implication is everyone dies. Yeah. But yeah, Absolutely. before that, they're just like even even though we know that's where we're going towards, like I'm sure that's the writer's like end goal. They're still like we're gonna do these emotional gut punches as we go. <laughs> well, they,
0: they, he wrote. I mean, I, well, we talked about this in episode one. He wrote to the end. He already knew he had the shot of them mm-hmm. looking into the crater. So I I do understand. Yeah. But those are two very disparate like shots. You're looking at a shot on a TV show with a crane pulling in. It's a great, beautiful, evocative image. Great job, Joss. Great stuff. You, had, you could have done a million other things, though. It wasn't that something specifically needed to happen. But unfortunately, it meant that these people needed to live. And that's a bummer because, right. yeah, mm-hmm. I think it would have been a gut punch if you killed one of them, any one of them. Even Kennedy, honestly, like, just kill her. Please. <laughs> yeah, please. I mean, let Allison Hannigan cook. Like, we just, we are not using these characters anymore. It's a fucking shame. Yeah. And Nathan Fillion, thank God we have a real actor. Like, at least we're getting some good stuff. Sarah Michelle Gellar is still great. Like, they are still good. But Dawn isn't on the show anymore. Will is not on the show anymore. I know. It's fucking horrible. Where is my Buffy? Hashtag, where is my yeah. Buffy? <laughs> it's going to trend. <laughs> not my, not Buffy? my Buffy. Not my Buffy. do you ever think that maybe they were chasing you because you were a whore?
1: One last thing about Xander, the hero, Uh, Nicholas Brendan, upon reading that his eye was going to be poked out uh, or gushed in. I don't really know what the nomenclature is there. Uh, I knew that it was going to happen or sorry. I knew that it was going to be the most important moment, at least for me in the show and maybe of all the shows.
0: (laughs) I love this guy. I love this guy.
2: Is Xander having his eye gushed out is the most important Listen. moment of every show ever made. So the way he said is it, that what he it means? leaves it up.
1: Does he mean for Xander in all of the shows or does he mean in all of the shows this thing that happens to Xander is the most important thing? So I don't know if he means in the scope of just Xander as the Listen, character this if you, this is the most important if you were for Xander. the actor
0: playing Xander, I feel like his brain got infected by the show, and I feel like my brain would also be infected. And I feel like I would, out of pocket, say this shit all the time. And I think that's why, I think that's why he has had a lot of troubles in his life is because you genuinely yeah. believe this because you can't tell the difference between fact and fiction. That's wild. I love that he feels that way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh man, he's still getting arrested. Like <laughs> I know. Recently, R.I.P. Yeah. No, not, not not yet. Probably soon though. Oh, also, that's not on sad. the show though. Couldn't I just come to work part-time? I could make flyers for encounter groups and post them up all over the school. And you're fired again. So do you think this is the most important episode or thing that's ever happened in the entire show? <laughs>
2: um, I don't know if I can say it for this show, but for all shows, absolutely. <laughs> this is the most important moment in TV history. <laughs> then and now. I'll say 20 years later, it still Nothing holds up. Nothing has stopped it. Who Nothing shot will. You are, it doesn't Everything matter. Will.
0: Xander lost an eye. <laughs> we all know where we were when he lost that eye.
1: Mm. Oh my God, mm-hmm. Daniel,
0: do you think that this is <laughs> most? I mean, I was just celebrating Easter, and I was thinking, man, couldn't get better. And then Xander lost his eye, and I was like, that's Jesus right there. That's that's oh a parable.
2: My. It oh doesn't. My. I. For me, it always seemed like a cop-out. Like, this was the moment that they knew they should have killed Xander, and they just couldn't pull the trigger, so now we're gonna say he's miss—he's missing an eye. Of all things, now he can't drive, maybe? <laughs> I, I have terrible depth
1: reception now! <laughs> it's just <laughs> like... Real problem! Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Is he just gonna I, get wisdom? I mean, a lot of times when people get disfigured like that, they become Yoda. So I, I I'm kind of fearful that he just becomes, like, the wise master.
2: I've also always wondered why Caleb didn't, like, do both pop both eyeballs
1: fucking ober and shit
2: and then i don't know that you could have had some sort of like some sort of correlation i don't know how you would do it with the bringers because the Mm. bringers are also blind but then that at least feels like a sacrifice versus like i can see less slightly less good than i could before or just
0: figuring his eye like as a bringer like do the little slashes like the bringer's have that'd be fucking awesome
1: yeah man that's intense. That would be cool. They would not do yeah. that on the show. Because then it's
0: a reminder of, like, who did it. Yeah. So you, again, you would have to have that sadistic, which he's just kind of a rando. He, is he sadistic? I don't know. Whatever.
1: Yeah. Or, like, fully tur- like mutate him into a bringer somehow. Like, they, oh. they are made out of something, right?
2: Like Well, we know what the bringers are. There. Remember, we saw that moment where the kids went down to the seal and they started chanting around it, and All they turned into right. bringers. Yeah, they started like cutting themselves or something. Yeah, yeah. See, again, if we go back to our idea of Caleb is the avatar for the big bad this entire season, and he's this itinerant preacher. He can be killing women and then be turning the men into bringers. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Stuff. And like having them join, like so the like, the bringers feel connected to him as well, right? right? And so it would be interesting if he tried to do that to Xander and it, like, didn't work because Xander's, like, so good and so human <laughs> or something. He's, the he's still hard, But he still loses his sight. Like, something like that would make it feel less like, oh, we no, we should have killed him, but we just couldn't really. It would
0: also really work because he is, like, a hardcore misogynist. You would play that up like crazy, and Xander is not. So it's almost like he would also prey on yeah. Xander because once he got into the, the fold, right, if he does the kennedy thing if that all did happen and he was just like hey i'm just the preacher man we're hanging out here at the house and he'd be like you're the only dude here don't you hate all these women and he's like no i actually like women they're fine they're human beings he's like oh and then and then and then over time he's and you know right there would be very personal he'd be like what are you doing caleb what's up he's like you should hate women more Cut, cut, you know, something like that. And then it's like, whoa, <laughs> crazy. But I mean, that is what a, a crazy misogynist, like, that would do. It would prey on somebody who doesn't feel right. that way. That Wouldn't understand why he yeah. doesn't hate all these women that he's around all the time, especially in a house with a million
1: slayers. So that potentials. We've rewritten the show a better couple shows, of times, I feel like this season specifically. We continue and kind of...
2: making the season better than what so it was. We should have been in the writer's room I 20 years ago. should have been.
1: You have no appreciation of primitive art. Okay, a very, very, very quick round of reasonable or ridiculous, because I only wrote two questions because I couldn't think of a third. Okay, reasonable or ridiculous. No one bothered to tell Faith that the potentials were being haunted. It's an obvious one, but I need to know. Reasonable or ridiculous.
2: I mean, obviously ridiculous to so put that in my plot.
1: Yes, I know. You spoiled this one, I'm Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I think it's
0: reasonable. I think she's fine. I don't think that she needs to know. She's not our friend. I just like I. It's
1: our... How do you get a bringer into prison? It's ha- they, they didn't. It was a woman with a with a bringer's knife. Oh, was
0: it? I mean, how do you get the knife in
1: there? But, but
0: this know, is a systemic problem run, yeah. that we've talked about for seven years. These two franchises, the Angel and Buffy franchises, have no way of talking to one another. So when this shit happens, don't complain that they don't talk to you. Complain about the whole setup. We should all have group chats, group texts, you know, taking photos of what's going we on. You should use
1: those cell phones that Absolutely. we have but don't.
0: Because <laughs> if you did do that, then it would be a criminal that you didn't tell them. But, I mean, we're not friends. So, no, it's reasonable. We're not. You're in jail.
1: And there is a barrier of communicating with people in prison. Yeah. They're like, oh, I have to do one extra step? I can't even put my cell phone in my pocket when I leave the house. You think I'm going to call Los Angeles County Municipal, whatever? Yeah. No, no, no. I don't
0: have money for rent. I can't pay for this $0.65 cent charge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can't pay rent. <laughs> Well, I said you helped out Angel. Yeah. He says I. Really? Sure. How is he? Better. how had to do this whole magical mind walk with him. You were in Angel's mind? Buffy. Reasonable or ridiculous? Sunnydale is a town where the mayor turned into a gigantic people-eating snake, which led to the high school being exploded. A town that was attacked by creatures from another dimension being a lightning rift in the sky. A town that has a massive number of casualties from regsy vampires and demons, likely every day. But now, now, now people are leaving the town because of a mini-riot at the school? Reasonable or ridiculous?
2: Uh, I'm sorry. It's not Regsy vampires and <laughs> demons. It's spontaneous neck ruptures or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 right. yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't think Mitch needs his
2: comb right now. I think Mitch needs medical attention. So sorry. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. This didn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, why are people leaving? They don't know that the apocalypse is coming. No.
1: There's no way. Damn. Oh, uh, no.
0: His. It's completely uh, not not reasonable. <laughs> the other oh, the one un-
1: <laughs> ridiculous it's ridiculous it's it's both of them at the same time
2: <laughs> it's both at the same okay, time okay I have a question I have a reasonable or ridiculous for you
1: oh lovely great None is it
2: reasonable or ridiculous for Dawn to dislike, dislike Faith even though she's never met her before
1: uh, it's totally reasonable because per the canon the memories of everybody Buffy's ever known or loved is inside of Dawn
2: Buffy stabbed Faith and put her in a coma
1: yep so, but she came over for Christmas before the stabbing. She came over for Christmas during immense. Remember Buffy's <laughs> tiny, <laughs> terrible bangs. I,
0: I, I can smell the sunrise a lot. know, I, I definitely remember.
1: <laughs> Dawn was at that table with Joyce and Buffy. Yeah, okay, and Faith. okay, she was. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't see her. <laughs> no one did. Uh, yeah, Daniel, I mean, you are a resident monkle watch. What do you think about it?
0: I mean, it was, a, it was a yell. It was a yell for me later, but I mean, we're, we're talking about it now. No, no, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, why? D- the monks would have had to put in this memory. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, all Like all of them.
0: How would they know? I mean,
1: that's the greatest question of all. How would they have known any of this stuff?
0: Yeah. So so I wrote, I wrote here, I said, back to the fucking monks. <laughs> I'm just going to say it here just because mm-hmm. we're talking about it. So Buffy says that we have a new house guest, right, at first, implying that Faith wouldn't know who Dawn was, which I was really excited about because she wasn't there for season three and four, so she does not know who Dawn is. That's cool. But then they act like they know one another. And so I'm like, okay, whose fucking memories are these? (laughs) The monks were not part of this year's girl or who are you? So the memories that they would have, and this this is rife for amazing writing, is they would have implanted memories about a different adventure that they all share, which brings them together. So, Dawn wouldn't know about those because the monks don't know about the the adventures we saw, but they could have their own adventures. Now, how did the monks know they need to do this? Who knows, right? But that could be really that's cool. interesting thought. And why did the monks, uh, did the monks make faith? Bad, like Dawn's feelings are manufactured. She's mad that she tried to kill right. Buffy, but other people yep. have tried to do that. Like, why doesn't she just suppress right. that? I
1: mean, Willow most recently tried to kill your sister. Um, tried to kill, right?
0: But she got over that.
1: Yeah, Spike also. Maybe no, Spike the most recently has tried to kill your sister multiple times, and I know that you've right. been on and off with Spike. Oh, yeah. She was mad about that for a while, and she got over it. Fine. Yeah, but Faith, yeah, F- Faith forever unjustified. Went to
0: jail, served her time, did her fucking time. Oh. Do we not believe in uh, restorative justice? What are we doing? Well,
2: I just have to say, (laughs) do we not think that if you were Dawn and you had the stupid perfect blonde older sister who was like the fucking chosen one who gets to go out and kill vampires and you have to stay at home and then this like super cool hot chick in leather pants shows up who's like i've got all your sister's powers but i'm having a good time with it stick has been removed from
1: my ass kid
2: exactly that you would not be like oh my god faith is the coolest person i've ever met in my entire life and you would just become like a little mini faith groupie yes so so for her to immediately be like oh you hurt buffy who i love and i especially loved her relationship with angel even though angel made her sad and she cried all the time about it and i'm gonna dislike you because of it no it
0: does also we don't we we all do have the functioning brains that know that these are fake memories and we could just say oh yeah that's right don you really don't know her like i wish that the show did that more because they have done it. They have commented on they are able to walk away from these feelings and say, She's just a key. She's only two. She wasn't actually there in season one. But they act they don't act like it because there's an overriding impulse because the monks made it so real. But I love this world where they're like, Oh, yeah, faith shit. You might have memories of Dawn, but those are fake. The monks put it in your brain.
1: Yeah.
2: This is my sister. Yeah. That's the fucked up thing is that everyone knows Dawn is fake, everyone except knows. for Faith, who wasn't there and doesn't know that she's just an... imp
0: Violated. Yeah, a just memory. Like <laughs> the monks, dude. The monks are are the evil villains here.
1: Wow. That's...
0: The Matrix. I mean,
1: they made the Matrix, basically. I mean, they're just playing with us. Do they tell Faith? Is that something you bring up immediately? Like, and is there a moment off screen with Xander, or Xander, with Angel and Faith, where they're like... You remember, like Buffy has a sister, right? Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, would it be weird because you would just well, no, assume it was no, always true. But like, if they found out, like, but but she's not, but I found out she's not real. What is that? How does that? What does that mean for us? And then they just move on because it doesn't mean anything because Don doesn't matter to them. But like, I just that would I just it's it hurts my brain. But it starts
0: falling apart when the monks are like, "How do you know that you have to get faith?" How do we right. know that we need specific
1: memories with faith so that we can continue our storyline? Well, that's why I like your idea of, of the Dan Harmon version of this show where they have a million canned other adventures that didn't actually happen because you need to implant something to bring this together. It's and like it's way Zeppo style.
0: Like, you remember when we did that thing and you can flash to some fun little thing that we have never seen before? Right, right, right. But, like, that's what's in their brain because the monks are just sitting back, like, I don't know, this one time they fight Goblin Man.
2: It know, would be. It was
0: <laughs> a jack o' lantern <laughs> head. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't it know, would it be. Christmas so- time, Santa.
2: Yeah. That would be so fun. <laughs> Though, if, if Dawn had it's these community. moments we where yeah. she talked about like the goat incident with Xander, no one else knows what that is because it didn't actually happen, and it's just a shared, implanted memory that they both have, Incredible. and she has that moment Incredible. with all of them.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: So or good. then you would have
0: to explain and then you would have to explain that that is a fake memory and that the memory of who are you you know the the, the memory we share which is real but isn't real what is reality because then you're going off on that yep. you would say she doesn't know about that so we need to tell her about those things because she doesn't know oh, man. she knows about her goat adventure
1: <laughs> that also didn't happen but we also know it didn't happen it didn't happen just as much as none of this other but shit happened so you weren't fucking there <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 oh my god okay you protecting vampires are you the bad slayer now am I the good slayer now uh, uh, we're real podcast you can find us everywhere Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram we have a website beatmepod.wordpress.com it has references to this show this show that show our show uh, you know so if you want to check that out beatmepod.wordpress.com there's also a link on there to a Spotify playlist that I put together with all the songs that are in this show the podcast and the show the TV show Um, so you can but go I'm there to find that key, or right? you can go to Spotify Everything and type in mean it
2: Fun time playlist for podcast fans. Season seven. Close enough. No, what? No, 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 what? I was <laughs> what
1: was it? You forgot the. You forgot the BB. I know that I worry about yes. Yes. you. You the, the. What is, is it called? I, I'm my job. brain is like Check really cooking. Right? Um. I my <laughs> What do you do? Herself. Like many things yeah. in succession in a row. Like a counter. You know, like like. <laughs> what? Is streak?
2: Streak! Get out. Streak.
1: Ah! Get out. Get out. Get out! Wow. Streak ended. The streak ended. <laughs> Sorry. Mm. Okay, let's yell. <laughs> God. Uh, why don't you go first? Oh, um come back to me. Great. Uh, did you do anything about Falcon Crest?
0: Uh, I, I barely looked it up. I just, that was right before we got on. It's a soap opera, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't really have anything interesting to say about it, except that for some reason, <laughs> another show I was watching, this is so cool and this is a great story. It's like when you tell somebody about your dreams, uh, also referenced this very recently. And I was like, what the fuck is with Falcon Crest? Really? Why is this so zeitgeisty for you? Probably from an NBC sitcom from 10 years ago, but feels very relevant to me right now in this moment. Um, but yeah, it's just about a, a Vintner family. They're airing from 1981 to it 1990. Ended in like 1990, yeah. had a good good run. I mean, I guess probably not by soap opera standards because the it's so skewed, right? With fucking 50 years and stuff. But I feel like it's a great 10 years, touch it's for good. Spike, though. You know, loving because soap operas. That's a great. He loves the soap operas. Yeah, totally. I know.
2: After the first potential Shannon gets pushed out of the truck and then Willow stops to save her, she says, we've got to get her to a hospital. And I wrote, are you not a witch? Oh, my God. Um. Again, if only we could heal people with magic. Yes. And then I didn't didn't put this in the plot, but on the related note of if only we could heal people with magic. How do you explain all of the injuries that happen to the people at the hospital when you take all the potentials there? Yeah, oh, do yeah.
0: absolutely. I wrote that. Again.
2: I mean, like someone's calling child services, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> you would hope so. There are a bunch of kidnapped, injured children all at the hospital together.
1: <laughs> Send the police and the FBI. The police
0: have left town. The nurses are still working. <laughs> right. Apparently, but the
1: kids are gone. Yes. God. Anyway, Daniel.
0: Um, the I have something of yours bothered me. Um, incredibly reckless to tell it to Samantha when she's. Really on death's door, she could have very easily died, fallen under your tire, smashed her head. She could be absolutely dead. Yeah. This is one hundred percent. I thought it was going to be way better than this. Uh, obviously, we talked about how embarrassing it is. This is something you text. This is something you leave in a mailbox, email, literally anything. You don't have to do this to poor Samantha. That's it's too much. I know. I know he's a a bad guy, but this seems <laughs> this seems like you are going to have to do this again and again just tell
2: her yeah like it's get her the message there's no guarantee
1: if this is the only way you can communicate
0: yeah stab her on your uh front lawn and have a sign next to her that says i have something of yours bam you have doesn't matter if she (laughs) lives or dies but she gets the message bam
2: of the of the dramatic messages we've seen in the show what's your favorite
1: i mean angels like little drawings are pretty pretty great you know, especially when you get the drawing of Jenny on the table before Giles finds her body, that's pretty good. But then also Angel with the dead fish—that might be my favorite. Mm. I mean, I don't know what the message is. Oh, I, I killed your fish. I'll, I could kill you too, I guess. But Willow just pulling out a string of fish out of an envelope is just like the <laughs> weirdest fucking. I think thing.
2: wasn't the message like I've been in your house.
1: Yeah, I guess. I guess so.
2: I think they got a brick through the window at one point from Harmony, right? Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, oh for yeah that's true. Slayer,
2: we have your sister. Yeah. Uh, my favorite one is the one where the vampire comes into the classroom and then takes the blanket off and explodes into yeah, flames. Yeah, that
1: one's pretty cool. baller. Yeah. Because that's the first time I think we saw, saw a vampire immolate like that from the sunlight. Yeah. So that I was pretty so. cool. Man. I remember that was some dumb shit too. Like, Angelus yeah. wants to see you at the mansion. Yeah.
2: <laughs> He's waiting for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> where are those guys in this world
1: those suicide bombers you know not even bombers just Honestly. traveling suicide sunlight yeah. well the singing suicide telegraph man, basically right from clue I know yeah. we, we we touched on it no pun intended about Xander's uh, Butter? Oh, no. <laughs> statutory no. ideations mm. but I will give him credit at least it was only a dream unlike one Miss Rosenberg <laughs> she's still so far worse than Xander in this moment I'm so scared Xander and I'm so young
2: I felt so bad for Faith when they were like in the hospital or whatever and uh, well I was like I'm sorry we should have told you that your life was in danger and we didn't even think about it because you're irrelevant. And we don't like you Um, and Faye said it's cool I get by like I felt so bad for her and it just made me think about her shitty little hotel room yeah. and how like Joyce didn't invite her into their house and yeah
1: <laughs> yeah, and how, whoops, Faith is an excellent character And somebody was right all along Oh, oh, so weird
0: And, and Dawn was mimicking, um, you know, Joyce by saying There's a hotel for losers to go live in And I, I was sad mm-hmm. on that too
1: Yeah, I'm glad that she has wormed her way into your heart To everyone's hearts everywhere she always hearts. belonged <laughs> for, the
0: um, the girl, yeah, for the last five the episodes the girl, The <laughs> girl in white getting stabbed Now, that is the first, right? So it's all fake So the first has no corporealness. So Nathan Fillion is just hack a stab in the air and then like it falls out. He's just pretending. That's what that's what we're doing. He seems very guttural in his pretending. It'd be hard to be like, oh, and like pretend like you're actually like stabbing them.
1: Yeah, I, don't know. I know. For a second, I was like, "That doesn't make any sense. How could it... he stab the body of?" Oh, the the first just Does made a it. wound appear with magic. They're just bored at this point. I mean, I
0: get it. They're just I bored mean, for that's sure. Just, that's
1: it. I like that it made more sense to Andrew that Faith killed a fictional character than a Vulcanologist <laughs> That he was just a hundred percent bought into the fact that, oh yeah, Faith killed a Vulcan. <laughs> Never forget, she's super dangerous. I just Andrew's the best. Um, why would Faith kill someone who studied Vulcans? <laughs> I love that. <it>. <laughs> Just so good. Oh, apparently Drew Goddard. Um, that whole little Faith supercut that Andrew did. Um, that was he was rattling off the scenes and episodes to whomever was taking down notes, and, or like the producers to tell us, like, I know exactly which episode and exactly which scene, and everybody was like, wow. You really watched the show, huh, man. <laughs> and he was like, Yeah, I was a big Buffy geek. I'm like, Hey, don't be embarrassed. One day you could win a trivia contest and get a bathrobe. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Dreams. <laughs> yes.
2: That's the dream today. The dream 20 years ago was to end up as a writer on the show.
1: Bastard. <laughs>
2: uh, I mean, I wrote these notes a month ago, the first time we watched this episode, so I don't really remember them, but I did write down Angel's Dull as a Table Lamp.
1: That's Yeah. So there you From go. From Spike, yeah. Oh, it was Spike, Spike. Which I did love. We that. have very different colors. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's
0: right. I'm nothing like Angel. The girl from the prison show, Orange is the New Black, that was her. Mm-hmm. Um, Piper? You, no, not Piper. I don't remember what Oh, her name
2: the is. Nubile well, Young Potential?
0: Yeah, the, right. The Nubile Young Potential. And the other one I've seen before, too.
2: She's Summer from the OC, and that's also right. Heart of Dixie, wow.
1: the Doctor. Wait, that Amen. that's the girl that sent that's in oranges and black. Yeah. No shit, really. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's so much younger. Holy shit. So much. Not like the girl who's also in Poker Face. That that girl? No. It's yeah. Diff- that's her. I think so. She looks totally fucking different. Oh my God. She's the one who is with Pornstache. Right. Has yeah. Yeah, yep. or yeah. Yeah. Totally different. Oh, never in a million years. What are you talking about? She doesn't look different. Totally fucking different. She just looks looks young.
0: Exactly the same.
2: She looks young.
1: Yeah, way younger than I don't believe Mm -hmm. you.
2: You better believe it, Buster. Sitch. Sitch. Situation?
1: Yes. So Nicholas Brendan in the commentary was like, Sitch, it's a word that we used in the presentation, meaning pilot, apparently, eight years ago. And we've kept Sitch throughout the whole run of the show. And I was like, did Buffy... Were they really, I mean, you couldn't prove this. Were they really the first people to ever be like short, shorten the word situation? It could be Buffy. Again, we've talked about this a couple times Were they really informed a lot of speech that yeah. people hadn't done before. Now we take it for granted. Everybody's using all over the place and fucking cash. And, you know, we, we shorten stuff all the time like that now.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: it is interesting to think that maybe they, they did, they did it. Sitch.
0: Between a rock and a hard place, running slow motion from the bringers, which you can outrun pretty easily. She was doing a fine job. Or do you get into a clearly 1950s pickup truck in the endless woods, right? Do you either run through the endless woods or do you stop and get in a car driving through the endless woods? Um, I would easily not get in the car, especially if you saw Willow coming up behind, not in a 50s pickup truck. So I would have done that also i just kept running because the bringers were not gonna catch her she was fine
1: yeah i i would say be wary the fucking jeepers creepers truck on when you're running from the endless woods i mean but yeah i don't know you're probably not thinking straight because jumping you think you're right die. in, I, mean, well, right in that? I would jump in the back
2: it's the uniform yeah. thing right you see the priest and you think he's safe yeah i'm not I would, if i boy. saw a
0: priest i would never think i was safe <laughs> i would need to dude no fucking way we're keeping a distance, <laughs> i.e. I'm getting in the back of your truck.
1: That's a good call, Hopefully, get, hopefully get you'll go. Hopefully
0: you'll go, and if he doesn't go anywhere, then I just wait for the bringers, and then I jump out on the other side, and then they slam into it because they're dumb, <laughs> and you get another head start.
1: Got a little break. Well, you would have made it. You Pick would it. not have gotten gutted like Shannon.
2: No. Or Shannon. Who's Shannon? Is that her name? <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Got me again. <laughs> but guess what? You got me. Under your
1: skin. Oh, I, yeah, I'm out too. This oh, wow. Daniel okay. show now.
0: Uh, huge L on Robin. Robin firing Buffy. She needs the money, just like Giles. Yeah. Just place her. If you have the budget Paid for leave. her, give her a paycheck. Don't even do anything. Just keep paying oh. her. She doesn't need to come to school. Fuck it. Give her money. She
1: wasn't good at being a counselor, anyways. <laughs> oh, I did. I, that did remind me when they were like, Spike's like, shouldn't you be at work? And I was like, shouldn't Dawn be in school? Shouldn't all of these people not fucking be here? How dare you, Spike? Anyway.
0: (laughs) Shouldn't you be doing something else? What the fuck's wrong with you? (laughs) Get a job! Uh, (laughs) Get a job. (laughs) Uh, Faith smokes Geronimo cigarettes. As far as I can tell, Geronimo, uh, famous Native American, famous Apache, but not a real cigarette brand. Um, It looks like he... That same box, though, that she's using um, has been since turned into... like. Whatever she's using, I doubt it's from Buffy, um, but it must be like an old prop or something because you can actually buy like a match box that just has a bunch of matches in it in that same thing. So it looks like a pack of cigarettes. But as far as I can tell, they, I mean, they probably don't sell it because cigarettes are like there's only a couple companies now making cigarettes. But I'm sure back in the day when a lot of like smaller people were making cigarettes, I'm sure it existed. But
1: yeah, I could have, have no idea. Yeah. But it also could just be that classic thing of, like, um, what's the brand? Let's potato chips. Let's potato chips. And then there's sure, that, sure. that brand of beer, Heisler, that's fake, that with the red label that yeah. everybody has. Um, I would say
0: using Geronimo, a real person, as your fake thing, kind of tough. But, yes, they would probably do that, though, um, in the in the early 2000s or even earlier. Uh, so that is true. And that could totally be it. could just be a prop. And, obviously, we're sort of harkening to Native America. So that is a thing. Uh, I didn't really look that deep into it. Um Do we think that Faith, when she's talking about dressing like a schoolgirl and using the bullwhip, that she's talking about the mayor? Because I think Uh, she's talking about the mayor. Kelly, don't you
1: think she's talking about the mayor? Absolutely not. What is fucking
2: wrong with you? That was her dad. Also, she knows that the mayor got blown up and she said she was going to call the guy up with the bullwhip. Yes. Thanks, sugar daddy. Now,
0: Faith. I don't find that sort of thing amusing. I'm a family man. I know, but I you feel,
2: fucking feel dare like you. she could.
0: <laughs> she could. I mean, my head went right to the mayor.
2: No! Um, he didn't have a bull whip. That's my girl. <laughs> Another
0: cookie. Uh, the Glitter Hate, very 2003. I have never seen Glitter. We talked about this before the pod. We've never seen Glitter. We should watch Glitter. I'm sure yeah. it's probably a fun a fun ride. However, it is, I know, one of the most panned movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mariah Carey obviously stars in it. DeBrat. Do you remember DeBrat? Oh, yeah. Debratt hell yeah. is in that movie. Uh, Terrence Howard, early Terrence Howard, is wow. also in that movie. The movie came out on September 21st, 2001. Talk about bad timing. The record came out on nine 11 along with jay-z's blueprint and bob dylan's time, uh, love and theft uh, also came out on nine 11 so obviously people are not really going to want to go st- to the movies i don't think that was the thing we wanted to do um right after nine 11 however everything after 20 years just like this show gets a, a retrospective so i'm kind of that's why i kind of want to watch it because i want to i want to see if it's like bad or if it's fun and um and so I'm I'm just curious after 20 years and a lot of their critiques about the way we were talking about pop stars and women in the early 2000s, I think is probably true. I mean, Mariah oh, yeah. Carey went, you remember, she had like a famous breakdown just like before Britney Spears and she was diagnosed as bipolar. And that was something we just didn't talk about back then. So it's kind of a weird time capsule for her as well. And she was going through a bunch of shit at the time, too, obviously. So
1: I don't know. Glitter. Yeah, I, I would be Curious to know how bad it actually is because we, they have a tendency to, to definitely denigrate movies that women love and star in or whatever that you know are it's fun. God damn them! How could they?
2: I don't know if it's that
1: women love though. I think it was like immediately. Oh yeah, no, like everybody it. hated it. But I'm yeah. just saying, like that kind of st- still mentality to immediately yeah. knee jerk, just be like, this is fucking trash or um, pop
0: stars too I mean like Crossroads was panned and people Crossroads, Crossroads is I don't great. know if it's I don't know if it's become the cult movie but it's definitely not like worst of all time
2: right other um, musical artist movies that are great Cool as
1: Ice yes absolutely yeah. never I forget we should definitely re-watch that <laughs> <laughs> it's been almost 10 years since we watched I know that. <laughs> Wow, time flies
0: um, when you're having fun, so watching Buffy. Um, in the hospital, Samantha, the stabbed girl, never forget Kelly, um, she said that the Bringers are chasing me, said they were his boys. How does she know they're called the Bringers? Is that something yeah. that she was told or learned? She
2: read that in the newspaper ad with the address for Ravello Drive. <laughs>
0: good, good.
1: I'm this is glad an excellent question. That we cleared it up. But just yep. so fucking none of this <laughs> matters.
2: But if she hadn't said it was the Bringers, then they wouldn't have known it was connected to the first.
1: Who The audience Yeah anyone I guess Oh to Willow While she was dying Or whatever Yeah Okay gotcha Yeah yeah
2: Well not just While she was dying But just like in general Why would Buffy think That Caleb had anything To do with the first Right
1: If they didn't know That
2: somehow Caleb was Like associated With the bringers Right right Right, It would just be Some other random bad guy
0: So thank god She knew what the bringers were And knew what to call them And not She could have just said The people with their eyes Slashed out man And that would be like Oh gotcha Good Um, So that was very strange Uh, today, 20 years later, talking about 20 years later, Willow pulls out her digital camera and takes a photo of this girl's, um, you know,
1: lighter brand,
0: her brand, you know, the brand that um, today she would pull out like Google, her phone, Google lens and look up that symbol in some symbology database at hell, hell, com or whatever. (laughs) And it would just tell her. What it is. I mean, this would just be a totally different show. Very futuristic, very NCIS. Just, oh, I've seen that before. Let me go to my symbology database. Um, A worse show. But it would definitely be very technical. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if you're going to give her points for taking photos, Kelly. But uh, there you go. I Um, was. And my last one is that if I ever do buy a home, I definitely want to have a room like the cellar where it's completely black except for those dashes of light. The really dramatic light that if I was hanging out with somebody, we would need to stand in the light so to be we could able to see, see each other. Another. But otherwise, it's complete blackness. I think that would be really cool. I'm into that. To have, I'd yeah. love to visit. And a lot of wine
1: around would also be a plus, but that's not necessary per se. Step number one is be underground. That's the easiest, yep. quickest way to make it completely. And I guess just room. to to
0: to piggyback on that, where did he find this? winery does he work here did he kill the owners like how, is this in napa here? valley like did they have to drive far it seems like they just walked down here the endless so, woods so like the endless woods I guess, <laughs> Jesus. All, right, all right that's a, that's it for me
1: yeah i gotta assume that they killed them whomever owned this vineyard i don't fucking know <laughs> the endless woods property could not be cheaper maybe
2: evil just invested yeah. in grapes there you evil's go. In
1: yeah, <laughs> you gotta put your money somewhere. I, I mean, guess.
2: evil's been around a long time. They have probably got a lot of cash. <laughs> oh god! Although oh, I guess evil. if you're incorporeal, how do you sign up for a bank
1: account? That's a great point. Good question. And i was just gonna ask mm-hmm. do the bringers
0: are they are they people or not? Did we did we come down on the side here? Are yeah, they Yeah. Well, people?
1: as Stacia helpfully reminded us, they are, were people that get turned by the seal.
0: Well, I was just thinking: mm-hmm. how do they like? Like, do they have to go to the bathroom and stuff? Do they do they like? Do, they, do stop they eat? Doing that? Do they hang out when they, they go inside? They
2: just outside? squat in their robes. Oh. It's, a French, mean, it's a French. You're
0: probably a French thing. They probably don't, don't have a budget for underwear. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> it would be really funny if they were following one of the bringers as you do through the endless woods, and it just stopped. Like, squatted, squatted. <laughs> and then just went back on its way <laughs> that was weird what the fuck just happened and then they just like step in it or it just oh, goes into gold. its robes
0: and it's just so you can see it all like in his robes it's just... <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and it's just oh, diarrhea because they're just drinking okay. wine essentially that would be
1: all it would be I mean you know? could be <laughs> incredible
0: see we're writing the show better it's better and better
1: I can't help it it's my nature maybe you need a better nature The watches, yes, please, update us on the watches.
0: Watches, Xander Construction Outfit Watch. I need to know. No, but we do get a fucking Xander speech for the first time, so that was, uh, as we talked about, very tough. Maroon Jacket Watch slash Anya Belt Alert. There was no Anya in this episode.
1: Anya's literally not in the episode.
0: I know, which is really crazy. I thought she would at least be in the powwow in the fucking living room. Right, throw in the background,
1: fuck
0: it. Fuck it, right? We brought every other goddamn tertiary character into the show, but not her. Uh, Dawn's Piercing Screams, no. I would have loved more Don and Faith, but we get this shit instead. Um, And no no screams at all. No nothing. Chips Ahoy. I said, uh, sort of. I mean, by talking about the soul, we kind of, I would assume that they would get to Chipsville at some point, but it doesn't really necessarily come up. So that's probably a little bit up to your own if you want to do it. Because, I mean, you would talk about it. No, yeah. But, I mean, I feel like it would come up with more conversation with Faith. Because, What's going on Probably with you, Spike? Uh, the little is bad. Do we even fight vampires anymore? This has been a surprise this season. Yes, we do still fight vampires. Um, we should make them wear signs. I, I, I like that. I think oh we should. Oh, my God.
1: You're right. Duh. I the fun, One of my fun facts last episode was this is the last episode to feature a vampire. In it, and I didn't say anything because I wanted us to keep watching out. And lo and behold, Wikipedia was wrong. Again, I found so many fucking things wrong with this episode on Wikipedia. I almost wrote, but I couldn't. I didn't have the time. But it's up to me. If, if I don't do it, who will? So anyway. I'm really disappointed in you. I am so glad you pointed that out. Because yeah, fucking Faith. Attack right, okay. right off the Right off
0: Anyway. Uh, Buffy has a personality. I said yes, she loves a good motivational speech. As we know, she oh, is yeah. really devoted to sticking it to Giles, but is seemingly less devoted to sticking it to Faith anymore. Uh, because when Faith thinks that your plan is good, you're probably in the wrong place. You're probably doing
1: the wrong thing. Because Faith is an evil idiot that is irredeemable.
2: Don't worry. We're sure to spot Faith first. She's like this cleavage y slut bomb walking around going, oh, check me out. I'm wicked cool. I'm five by five. Five by five. Five what by five what. See, that's the thing. No one knows. Kelly,
0: I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you. <laughs> Giles, or sorry, uh, Buffy <laughs> is hard headed, as we know. Um, and like a, she likes a good walk at the end of the day to clear her head from a bad day. At she the sure office, does. So. <laughs> uh, that's all we know. Really, this was a very light pop culture episode, except for Andrew and the Vulcans. I mean, mm-hmm. nothing much really happened. The Hovren Watch, of course not. He is gone. Most valuable weapon, the Sunnydale cell phones. I said no, but Willow's been calling. Gets pretty close to me. She might be calling <laughs> from the uh, hospital, but, you know, probably was a cell phone calling it, but we would yeah. need more proof uh, at that point. So, And also, like, couldn't the hospital call? The friends, like, some, you don't know Samantha, right? You don't know this person. No. Couldn't you just get a call later from them? Like, what are we doing? I don't really understand. Also, why would they let you even watch her? You're just a random it, person. I don't know.
1: The hospital thing, I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't really think about it. But, yeah, what? how are you saying you're all sisters? We're part of some giant Mormon family and these are all my sister. Don't look into it. No, I won't provide you an identification. How are you getting into these hospital rooms? Why is no one looking into this? I don't know.
2: Again... Child Services, the FBI, the CIA. <laughs> anyway, they should all be here. Mueller and Scully.
1: Mueller and Scully. <laughs> Mulder, what? Hey, Mulder, you're close. Mulder and Scully. Mulder and Scully. Yeah.
0: They should be here. Call them, all. call them all. Call Call Angel, too. Let's get him over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Wiki and Amy Gothwatch. I said no, there's no magic at all. As we said, Willow d- d- just took a break, didn't didn't feel the need to come. Uh, just kind of uh, Just kind of hung out the most powerful weapon mm-hmm. just hung out. Yep. There are too many damn kids in the summer's house. Yes, of course uh, we are now at Xander's with the overflow, right? That is his house yeah. where they were. Yeah. So we're doing overflow there. And I, this is where I lost my mind at first. Cause I was like, this place is becoming a brothel. And I, obviously that's not what's happening. <laughs> that's not what's happening. But the only reason that Xander's having these dreams is because Willow has set the underage dalliance quota. And he just wants to get in on it. That's all. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to stand by that. And also I when I counted all of these people, there was 16 of them and it's kind of a nebulous number. It kind of like kind of comes and goes because the scenes don't really line up really well because as you can see in the corner, you can see Spike and Giles right there. That's pretty much exactly how it is on the other shots, but behind Spike and Giles and all of them are at least four girls and you can only see two right there. So it's kind of impossible to tell just how many slayers there are at the end of the world. Yeah. Um, I counted 16 in this one, taking away our Xanders and our spikes and, you know, the people were, that are supposed to be there. And I thought uh, Anya would be there, but it doesn't look like she is. So 16. No. By the way, is Willow okay? And I said, no, she's crying over um, Samantha, a person she doesn't know uh, for no reason at all. And then the unbearable weight of high expectations on Willow for being the strongest weapon is something that you could absolutely have as a storyline at ex- be what addicts are, you know, the same thing we've talked about for a long time. They're just not going to do it. She's just not going to show up and we're just going to have to accept it. It's really tough um, because what is she doing while they're fighting? Like Kennedy almost died. She could have died. Yeah. Willow would be, um, you know, crippled by the thought of her sitting around on the edge while her girlfriend died. But we're never going to explore that. Books a million. Nope. But we do talk about the Bible a lot. So...
1: (laughs) Okay. Counting it. <laughs> no, but I'm not counting it. So I said
0: no. Because I don't think there was a book at all. Streets ahead. Do we know the name of the of the winery? I mean, I saw no. like Shadow Valley Orchards or oh, like Oh, yeah. Well, I guess they just see the sign.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: so there was a sign, but I can't tell I what it is. It. And again, how did he come into this? We'll never know. Uh Giles Biggest KO, yes, absolutely. He remains in the house after be- he's told that he's useless. <laughs> um, I know that we have the faith in Giles like meeting up in the comics to do, but like Her saying she feels sorry for Giles, that feels weird and out of place, but I guess we're all having a heart now for our characters, so maybe she has a heart for Giles at
1: this point. Pedantic. But Faith did not say she felt sorry for Giles. She said she felt worse about Giles. That makes me feel worse about Giles, better about me, shaky about you. (laughs) Gotcha.
0: Um, Giles being in the room when Buffy makes the plan I thought was stupid because if I was Buffy, I would just kick him out, right? Because he's just going to critique your plan because you have to know deep down that your plan is stupid. Everyone hated it so and then I I wrote he's such an eyesore now and that that's pretty mean of me to say and I said that's very sad coming from somebody in the Rupert Giles hour but (laughs) and I will say that Giles was redeemed for saying it could be your stapler that was genuinely hilarious and staring up at the ceiling when Buffy talked which Mm -hmm. is such a child petulant thing to do and I think it's totally deserved good stuff
1: from Giles all around so those are your watches good stuff from Giles who we are not friends with anymore um Maybe I should introduce you again. Faith, this is Giles. I've seen him. If I'd have known they came that young and cute, I would have requested a transfer. Raise your hand if ill. <laughs> well, um, leaving aside for a moment my, uh,
0: youth and beauty, I'd, I'd say it was, um, fortuitous that Faith arrived when
2: she did.
1: Aha! Uh-huh. Sorry, I just meant, aha! Uh-huh. Thank you for that update on the watches. It's time to rank this sucker. Willow hacks. We talk about the net slash something wicked. This way it comes. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna count the the camera because I didn't even clock it. So no computers, no magic. She gets a five. Don also not in the episode as we discussed. She drove a car. Are we counting cars? That's
2: technology. <laughs> <laughs> How often do we see Willow drive a car? Never? Is this the first like time? The, <laughs> technology. I like how
0: you make the rules and you've done everything. But God, Stacia, how dare you bring up an arbitrary thing that you could put in or not put in.
1: I know. I'm such an idiot. <laughs> Dawn needs an adult. Not. No, she needs to be in the episode. Fine. Uh, Monster of the Week. Caleb Dawn is in the episode. She doesn't like Faith. Does she have to stay here?
2: Because there are some nice hotels that welcome. Try to kill your sister types.
1: Check it out. That's all woman size. Caleb, Monster of the Week. Truly horrible person and really fun to have Nathan Fillion on the show. Give him a 10. It's nice. Brings good energy. I mean, he's a, a terrible person, but it's so great to see him. And like you said, having a real actor come on here. Not that these people aren't real actors, but like, you know, not a, a rando for a Monster of the Week kind of garbage, nothing. Yeah. Something to sink your teeth into. 10 for, for Caleb. Uh, power. You're going to have to cut me some slack. I kind of ran out of steam doing this. Uh, the power of self-awareness. <laughs> mm, wow. It's what it's what kept Faith in prison and helped her better herself. Uh, it's what makes Spike a hero, right? Him constantly checking in, deciding he wants to be better, deciding, you know, you got to be self-aware. And what's what makes Buffy a leader. She has to, you know... Think about herself and only herself, which is very self-aware, because she doesn't care about the lies of others. Ten for power of self-awareness. Relationship goodness or badness? Uh, this one is a roller coaster of highs and lows for sure. Faith is building bridges with Spike and Buffy. Xander is sticking out for Buffy's choices, but Buffy getting some potentials killed, and Xander's eye poked out is definitely going to bring a harsh to the vibe of the house. Yeah. Uh, So five for that. Episode specific, are you the bad slayer now? Am I the good slayer now? One of the best moments. So good. In the show, 10 out of 10. So this one ended up being really high. I fucking faith. She's always going to throw off the curve for me. I love faith. 45, which is 5 out of 18 for the season. Above, same time, same place, and below Storyteller, which I think is apt with our little Andrew vignette. Mm-hmm. I have no regrets. Stacia, Where did you rank this one?
2: Uh, I put this at 77 out of 140. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It is mm-hmm. below Faith, Hope, and Trick. Mm. Also huh? apt. Uh, And beer bad. (laughs) I love that episode. Let's go.
1: Uh,
2: And it's above flooded and checkpoint.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great spot. You just listed a bunch of good episodes. I mean, flooded's not that great, but didn't we end up weirdly liking flooded? I mean, it's right in the middle with all the rest of them. I I don't know. No more full (sighs) cover replay. (laughs) I mean, that was good.
2: My summary of it doesn't make me want to remember
1: that episode. Why? What is it? Uh,
2: it says, pipe bursts in basement. Buffy tries to get alone. Giles, comes home. Yeah. Like, ugh.
1: <laughs> mm, fashioning, like, mm, cookies.
2: Ugh. Flooded.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, where did you rank this one? Wait, oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry.
2: I didn't give you my plot oh my God. synopsis.
1: Uh, it's been a while. Please I tell me the part. We parts, keep trying
2: synopsis. to skip over all our special parts. I'm so
1: sorry. Tell me the synopsis.
2: Uh, I wrote Nathan Fillion with an exclamation point. As you should. Uh, Faith hits on Spike and pop goes the eyeball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. I'm so sorry I tried to skip over that. Um, like, <laughs> like warm here. champagne. Yeah. You. Like warm champagne, gross. Uh,
2: Great. <laughs> now I would get that confused with something else. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Daniel, where did you rank
0: this episode? I only have, we have five episodes left. I have five numbers left. Those numbers are 4, 10, 54, 87, and 91. This doesn't deserve to be a 91 because we have been introduced to Caleb. And we had fun. Honestly, it was fun to talk about this episode. I think I would be uh, way more generous to it uh, going up a ways. But is it a 54 caliber? It's not a 4 and a 10. Those are absolutely not going to happen. But it could have been 54. It could be 87. And I chose 87. So I'm going on the lower end here because I'm going to pray that the things that we're setting up here are going to at least uh, be fleshed out a little bit more. What's going to be in the top 10 coming up? I'm scared. I'm, I'm scared for terrified. you. terrified, yeah.
1: <laughs> it
0: will not deserve it, which is very sad. So That
1: you can be certain. Um, well, you know. I, it, it is it what happened. It is. The way it happened. It, I know, set
0: this up seven years ago. It was a mistake then, and it's a mistake today. It <laughs> felt good in season one, where you're just like, "Yeah, it'll be whatever."
2: Fifty-five
1: the possibilities. It's a shit. Yeah, I mean, same with you, Stacia. It's
0: like, "Yeah, I'll just pick numbers." And now it's become, "Where is it with the dark age?" You know, you never hear the end of it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like an idiot later when you're like, "Oh,
1: oh well, <laughs> that was great. I liked this episode. I'm glad we talked about it. Let's do another one, shall we, mm. Stacia?" Before we get there. Do we want to say anything else about this episode? Dirty Girls? No. Daniel, do you you have anything else to say about Dirty Girls? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Well, yeah, we'll we'll go ahead and do it again. Let's do this again. Let's do Empty Places next time. That sounds Um, good. I could do that. So let's station say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Daniel, say goodbye. You're
0: protecting podcasts now? You're the beat me now? Am I apocalypse now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye! More wheels turn.
0: The Slayer, the strongest, the fastest, the most, the player. With that most precious invention of all mankind. The notion of goodness.
1: It's alright, B. Luckily, you still punch like he used to.
2: Slayer must indeed be powerful. I got dangerous for a while. Squeeze me till it pops like warm champagne.
1: Okay, so how do you know if one's aura is dirty? Somebody come by with a finger and write wash me on it?